Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get a creamy Oreo frappe or McCafe smoothie for less with 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only on the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I don't even know where to start with you, so I'm just going to start. Do it. Because I am completely obsessed with you, (laughs) blown away by you. You are the only person in the zeitgeist or artist that myself and my chief of staff, Grace, both agree is brilliant. Oh, thank you. you. (laughs) 25-year-old and we don't agree on anything. (laughs) Like, you are the one person like, she's amazing. The music videos are brilliant. Thank you. That means a lot. It should, because we, together, like no one. Um, (laughs) But there's so many things I want to talk about because, you know, your music does this thing and your and your work as I've watched your short films I want to mm-hmm. talk about as well yeah I'm gonna talk about your movie um and everything but your music does this thing where it gives a sound and gives words to emotions that are impossible to explain and that are embarrassing and just like <laughs> it's it's there's just no way to describe those feelings and you mm-hmm. you did it and that's so impressive to me. It's so cathartic for me. It's so, um, uh, you know, it's weird. You, you remind me of, you know, and I dare say you might be the only artist that I know of today. I'm sure there are ones that I, I'm not like hip enough to get. Okay. <laughs> I know Lionel Richie um, that, that remind me of the artists, you know, and these are just the ones for me that whether it's by chance or whatever, the ones that gave me permission to be human and sticky and what our society likes to call messy if you have any human Mm -hmm. emotions or need to cope with the trauma people like to say you're messy yeah if you're authentic and open about just the uh very normal struggles of every human being um uh you remind me of um I hope I hope this lands is is because this is the highest compliment I can give anyone. So hopefully this lands well. Tori Amos and Alanis Morissette were the first musicians I heard that made it cool. I love that. to have feelings and anger and be jealous mm-hmm. and be scared and be hurt. And that was the first time I was like, oh no, that's cool. Yeah, you I sh- love I love that. It makes me super happy to hear. I mean, I Alanis Morissette. I remember when I was you know a kid and and started to understand English since I'm Swedish um and I was just like oh but she's saying like bad things about herself you know that was kind of like something that stuck with me and I remember growing up that I would prefer to listen to music that would just talk about how I was feeling not how to fix it not try to escape from it not try to hide it and I think that became something that was like cathartic to me to write just like this is what is going on this is what I'm these are my flaws just kind of being honest about an emotion even though it's embarrassing like Mm -hmm. you said like that is um something that like helps me just as a as an emotional kind of messy person um when I write to just be honest about those feelings and and I didn't realize that, you know, there would be so many people out there who felt the same way, you know, but there always is, you know. And so that was kind of, um, yeah, that's that's kind of when I got, like when I started writing, you never think about, like when you write your first album, you have your whole life to write your first album. And so you never think about that, you know, 
um, anyone's going to hear it really when you write your first song. So you just kind of, you know, you're in your own head and you're, you're um, making music for yourself kind of. It's like writing in a diary yeah, or something. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, but then when I put my first album out, I don't think I really realized how personal it was until it was out. And I was like, everybody knows so much about <laughs> me now that I wasn't ready to share. And, but then it kind of really was an amazing experience so I just kind of kept being like just would ma no matter what you do just be honest in your songs and that's kind of yeah and you say me. messy and I'm obsessed with these words yeah. that are used to pathologize <laughs> people because to me they're always so off like mm -hmm. you know when we use crazy psycho stuff like this especially about women or anyone mm -hmm. that shows emotions to me it's so much messier to bottle up your emotions mm. and then so that they crystallize into some other feeling and then you just snap on somebody yeah, completely out of nowhere that is so completely. much messier people that don't resolve and allow grace to enter the room by um, admitting your deepest, darkest things you're supposed to be shamed about. Yeah. Those to me are the most graceful, open and free. When I think of you, I just think like this, this person is so free. Oh, thank to you. To not yeah. have secrets and to not be hiding anything, that yeah. is like the epitome of freedom. And then obviously you're being so wildly rewarded for it. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> yeah. That must be kind of like a nice thing to just Yeah, like, I mean, that's, that's the thing. It's like it was such a... Um, I mean, I never, I feel like I would have been happy with so much less, you know. I also think maybe because people think of pop music or like when I started, I would say, because it's been uh, been a few years now, um, <laughs> that it was supposed to be, pop music was like an escape from things that were ugly and sad. Like you would listen to a pop song and that would make you happy. You could forget yeah. about your problems. But then I think I kind of... Um, came in on this wave of new artists who were writing pop songs, but very kind of dark and, and sad and like admitting to their flaws and their problems and and speaking openly about making mistakes and being, you know, I remember that first year, I would get so many like, why are you such a bad girl? I'm like, ooh, I'm a bad girl. Like, what are you talking about? Like, this yeah. is not, you know, and I guess also maybe the culture difference being Swedish. First of all, stop flirting. <laughs> <laughs> why are you such a bad girl? Like, what? I know. I know. Yeah, why are you so obsessed with me? It was so, so such a weird like. Don't you feel like you should set a better example for young girls? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just being me. Uh, like, what do you uh, want me to say? Admit all your flaws <laughs> and make millions of dollars. I cannot think of a better way uh, to set an example for women moving forward. Um, make like, every agreed. breakup uh, buy you a house. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Turn your heartbreak girls, into you money. You can do it. You can do it. Um, no, but but I think that was like uh, it was a bit of like. If I could notice that it bothered people, um, certain people, how like that I was kind of proud and open about, you know, sides to me that I shouldn't brag about. Do you know what I mean? Like it kind of, or like that I shouldn't be talking about even as a woman. Was this in Sweden or just in America? I would say mainly America. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Welcome. I love it here, but Welcome. some things. Our <laughs> DNA is riddled with guilt and shame. Um, no, but I would say, but the I think Sweden would have, Sweden would have way more problems with the sort of, me. I mean, me talking about, me doing like a, a weed drink now, like collaboration with a weed drink uh -huh. is like, they're like, uh-uh, it's very, very anti any kind of drug. And so... Um, but but that wouldn't really get any reaction in the states. It was like, yeah, weed. Who cares? Yeah. But the the like the sex stuff and me being very openly, you know, open mm -hmm. about my sexuality and open about being a sexual human being. Mm -hmm. 
Swedes would be like, nah, whatever, show your titties, we don't care. But right. the States would be like, outrageous, what are you doing? You know, right, 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 so right. That was kind of a. Uh, I only want to difference. see your titties if I'm cheating on my wife yeah. paying for sex at 2 a.m. in a seedy hotel before church. <laughs> oh, and just like, exactly. <laughs> but honestly, I have to, I was thinking about that because I, I heard you in an interview talking about like, you know, uh, you, whether it's America's reaction or when people, people are very triggered by sex. They're very triggered mm-hmm. by strong women that own their shit. They're very triggered yeah. by women that don't live in shame. Um, it's very confusing to people. I think it yeah. makes people angry because it's a type of freedom that is very hard for people to attain. It's very hard to just look at it and go, oh, why don't I just be free? Like there's yeah. so much unraveling of social construction and ancestral Completely. trauma and religious dogma. Like there's, it's, it's, it's one thing to go like, oh, that person has this purse. I want it. You can get it. Exactly. But the idea of I'm going to rewire my brain to be as free as her is like that is. Yeah. And and I mean, maybe it's just enough to like go to one of my shows and have that for a night. And then you can go back to, you know, however you live your life. Otherwise, nightmare of jerking (laughs) off to deep web porn. (laughs) And but I I, I'm thinking about you and and this is definitely a weird place to start, but that's my brand. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking about your music and I think about how. to me, that is the pinnacle of what great art does, is someone can sublimate their heartbreak, their grossest feelings, their most embarrassing moments into something that helps other people feel less shame about their embarrassing moments, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think about sort of all of the hardship and that went into your music. Mm. And my question for you is now that you're married— and happy. Yeah. Do you ever so worry? I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, You're like, I never said happy. <laughs> Am I married? I forget all the time. So does he though. It's right. <laughs> Is that a good excuse when you cheat? I forgot. I so forgot sorry. we were, oh God, weed's legal in California. Um, but do you ever worry? Because I'm so excited about the kind of music that you're going to make now that you're in a yeah, secure relationship. I, as a comedian, definitely worry when I'm in a happy relationship or I don't have ostensible drama happening You're all like, the time. What am I going to come up with? Oh, I don't I'm know. like, can you just cheat on me so <laughs> I can get some jokes? Like, please. But the thing is, it's funny though, isn't that interesting that we do pull so much of our inspiration from like dark moments and like intense moments and like passionate moments, but it has to be a little bit of like fear or anger or like uncertainty to like feel like you're like me being calm is my worst nightmare like (laughs) I don't like to be like to me that's why this like me being like at home for a year obviously it wasn't like a calm time at all but just the feeling of being in one place and not experiencing be having a routine with emotions and people was super weird for me and like kind of I had a you know a few panics through it all like I mean and my situation was obviously probably a lot better than most because I was like in a house with people I love, you know. And that so, brings us to can. Yeah, and that brings us to <laughs> why you have a, a drink now yeah. with THC in it. Because <laughs> that was all I did all the time. So I kept stayed calm. Um, no, but, but I think like I do pull a lot from... Um, from kind of times in my life when, I, when I've been struggling, like struggling with depression or just being feeling unsure of, of anything. But I will say like my, so my last album that I put out in 2019, uh, Sunshine Kitty, mm-hmm. was an album that I wrote where I felt like, I'm like happy. What do I do? Mm. It was really hard for me to start writing. And I remember the first few songs that I wrote on it. I was like, this isn't for me because it's really happy. Yeah. Like, that was my <laughs> mindset. Um, but then I just kind of had to be like, you know what? Just roll with this. Like write a few songs about happy love, you know. But I think 
now like with Charlie, um, my husband, I still can't understand that I'm saying husband. It feels super weird. Um, but wife. Uh, Call well, me your wife. Yeah, he's my wife. Let's be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's be honest. You're the husband. I like the word wife better, actually. It's yeah. good. Um, but we were so, like, I mean, I love him so much. And we're, we're so similar. And we are really happy together. And it's funny that now that I have something so special that I'm like, I really care about him and I don't want to fuck this up. So then I start to write about all the, you know, my imagination is pretty wild. So I'll just start thinking of these scenarios. So like, what's the worst thing that could happen yep, between yep, us? Yep. And so all of these kind of crazy fears come up about, I'm like, what if he just like isn't who I thought he was? What mm -hmm. if he just has a whole other yeah. relationship? Or what if I did something? And so then I start writing songs about my biggest fears. Yeah, <laughs> good, 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 good. And it's like a really nice way to kind of get that those thoughts out of the way without having to sort of confront him about shit that I made up that he did. Do you sure, know what I mean? Sure, sure. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm the queen if I wake up from a dream and I'm like, you just cheated on me yes. in my dream. And they're like, but that wasn't, I didn't, that's, that. Oh, do you know how many times I have those dreams? But I, I've had like, do you have any idea what you did to me in my dream last night? Do you have any idea the way you and spoke hate, to me? I actually get mad at him and I'm, I'm like, I know I'm not, I'm not mad at you. He's like, this is, I'm not saying you're crazy, but this is crazy. Do you understand? I'm like, you can't get mad at me when I didn't do anything. Yeah, you're the one that married a pop star. Who's crazy now okay my crazy thoughts pay for this house oh but it's just like that thing where I'm like and I, I remember I've had dreams where like he dies of an inoperable brain tumor and I like oh, wake no. up crying and I'm like oh you're still here like I have so many weird dreams that he like somehow leaves my life and I feel ridiculous because I'm like I'm an independent woman like I've made my own life like yeah. I can be on my own like I'm good but I'm really like attached to him in a way and a, I love that like it's really awesome but it's just like such a funny thing that I'm still like I'll make up these scenarios in my head that I'm like and I'll be sitting like <laughs> look out for the new hit single brain like, tumor you know, yeah <laughs> <laughs> out, hot club jam and I was like what happened what happened to you like, guys uh, no but that's the thing like he's heard obviously a lot of the songs and he's like this is great I'm just like is this about me? <laughs> and I'm like, not about you. Like, this is like potentially a scenario that could happen to us. And he's like, I really hope not. Like, that sounds terrible. And I'm like, You're I know. You're so but vain. <laughs> you probably think mean, the song is about, about you. you. <laughs> no, but I, I feel that I still am able to get like, maybe just because who I am, I'm driven by emotion and just like, so that will just always be in my, my life. So if things are calm, I definitely feel this like, Oh, is it calm before the storm? What's going to happen next? I'm not like, I don't worry, mm. but I just like, I don't know. I think Love is tricky, man. <laughs> it's a doozy. And I want to ask you this because I was watching Fire Fade. You're short. Yeah. I would like to discuss it. Yeah. And but Ooh, as, I haven't watched that in a while. Ooh. As someone yeah. who I believe is um, incredibly gifted, obviously, at putting words to feelings that are intangible and very hard to convey. Mm. You know, um, what is your definition of love and how did you know you loved Charlie? As someone that has expressed their experience with lust mm -hmm. and, you know, heart, all these... Destructive what is, love, passion, I can tell you about yeah. all about lust. I know yeah. love. I know love addiction. I know toxic entrenchment. Mm -hmm. But love, what are we doing? Yeah. 39 years old, still don't know. <laughs> well, I kind of feel the same but I it actually got it from I would say that love to me is this when 
when you've, I don't know, how do you, yeah, I don't, honestly, I don't fucking know. But it's I why. would say it has to do with my, this tattoo, Happy Sad. I love that. Because you have this feeling of like, you know, you're so um, excited and, and it's like you can't believe you found this person. But then there is that sting of like the fear of losing it. Like you always, they always kind of go hand in hand a little bit. So it's mm-hmm. always like kind of, it can be uh, passionate, it can be sweet, you know, but, but there's still that little bit of like, no matter how much you feel secure with them, there's always a little bit of fear as long as you're in love that you're going to lose it. Sure. And that can sometimes take over. That's like when I'm eating jealousy. ice cream and I'm worried I'm going to drop it. Yeah. That's exa- the exa- closest exa- thing exa- to love I've ever love felt. You, you know, when you're like, what is this felt? Yeah. But I will say that I knew, it's so weird because I, when, I, when I met him, uh, the first time I met him at this after party and he had a girlfriend at the time. So he just, I started like kind of hitting on him right away and he just ran away from me. He was like, nope. Not doing that. And I'm By like, the way, hot. Yeah. Hot. Yeah. So hot. Yeah. He paid me no attention. And you're and like, I, I was like, am <laughs> dancing on my own. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> I'm in the corner. <laughs> you're yeah, no, he was like, he just was just like, no, he's like, nice to meet you, but I'm out, <laughs> you know? And so then I didn't like run into him. And I think we, we had like friends in common who were like, you know, who knew that I was interested in him and they're like I'm at a bar with Charlie don't you want to come like uh, come meet us here get rejected again sure and I'm like is he single he's like no I'm like then stop inviting me he's like oh I know and like it was just like kind of which was kind of shitty of this was like a, a a kind of not a close friend to him a closer friend to me so they were like I know you think he's cute um but anyway so then I uh I didn't like see him until my birthday like way later when's your birthday uh october 29th oh mm-hmm. uh, and i was having a release party and a short film premiere and like a carnival on the same night and he came to that and then he was single and he kind of came over to me and was like hey and i was like hey oh it's you and then i could just like sense that like oh he's probably out of his relationship yeah. now <laughs> I, I feel like I know why he's out of that relationship too <laughs> Megan for 30 seconds magically single yeah, two I'm weeks just later like, yeah. no it was it was quite a while later actually That's so I, I, I'd kind of like forgotten about him a bit and uh, I'd been single for a while and lived my life and then he just kind of um, yeah it was at, he was at that thing and then we kind of started talking and then it was just like I was like oh I'm gonna fall in love with this guy mm. but I'm gonna try and take it slow because I was touring the whole time it was like constant like in a in weird way that pr- was probably good I find it was really good yeah when you yeah. have some kind of structured way to be away from the person that so you don't yeah. overdose on them too fast it's so true I think it helped us both a lot because he was definitely I mean he'd been single for a while too but he definitely wasn't ready to be in anything like so quick so we were it was actually it was perfect for both of us. I just, yeah, it was really, um, I don't know, but I just knew so early on. I was like, I can probably not tell him that I'm in love with him for like a year. I can try and do that. I'm working on this new definition yeah. of love that it's like, it doesn't matter if you say you love me. If I don't feel loved, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So yeah. Is, do you have the kind of love that I can actually receive? Because sometimes you're in relationships and you're giving a type of love that they don't understand or don't want or that's toxic. No, I, I actually, I've been in that before where it's like, where I've been on the side of like a, a person I was really into was like, but you know, I just, I love you. And I could tell that he thought that I was going to say it back that it was like, and I was like, I'm almost there, which is like the worst response <laughs> to get ever. And he was just like, what do you mean you're almost there? And he was so in shock. Are you going to make wasn't. any more money in the next yeah, year? Like, like, it was just so weird. Like, 
It was just, oh, it was one of the most awkward moments ever. But but like so I but I remember to Charlie I just like blurted it out before we were even a couple. I was like, but I'm in love with you. So and he's like, what? I'm like, that was so soon. you can turn it into a Let's song. Pretend. No, I'm working on a song. It's <laughs> called that. I'm in love with you. <laughs> it means different in Swedish. That was probably a translation issue. Yeah. Let's not. Um, I was like, I, I'm not rushing you though. He's like, but do you do you like want to be my girlfriend? And I'm like. Yeah, it's like so cute. Like I love it when a guy asks you to be his girlfriend and you think you were their girlfriend for the last six months. You're like, wait a second, wait what? No, but it was like so funny because we just said like, let's take it slow, and then it was just like I just blurted it out. But I was like, we can still take it slow though. He was like, it's kind of not now though. If you the ship has sailed, yeah, the ship has sailed. But that to me is like the the illest thing to be able to just go like not overthink mm-hmm. it or have some kind of schedule because that's when no. something's not organic. If you can't just be authentic and even say that even if if you don't want to say it back if I feel uncomfortable or weird if I can't say I love you to someone I love then I certainly can't it's not yeah it's not happening I'm gonna feel insecure yeah exactly and I think that's why I love our relationship is because it's just we've done everything in the wrong order like but we we basically kind of but but it's just feels right because we're so honest I just know we know each other really well I mean we've been together for five years soon so it's like kind of this I don't know. It just feels very. Um, we're just in tune with each other. I don't know. That's fascinating. Ah, Do so you ever, cute. When you when you uh, when you uh, <laughs> we're cutting that. It makes me sad. Cut Whitney. Cut to me crying. So here here's my question. So, do you ever feel weird? Uh, you know, because look, everyone's going to want to hear habits when you perform. Mm-hmm. And this, I would imagine as a musician, I remember one time I went and saw Lauren Hill at uh, Club Nokia and she played, and I'm a massive fan, mm-hmm. and she played all of her hits in a slightly different way. Yeah. You know, she did a little more reggae, a little more mm-hmm. 80s reggae, which was awesome. But cool. I did find myself being slightly disappointed that I couldn't sing along. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like the, all the hits, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And I realized, I was like, oh, as an artist, you you probably like emo- move past yeah, where you, you move were, on a bit. Yeah. But then you have to get back into that place when you're not in that place anymore. Is that awkward when you perform that song or do you just go, I'm also an actress and I can get back in there? Yeah. Like, is I, it weird to do around him? No, I, I feel like I can, I can kind of tap back into those emotions or it's like a different emotion, but it's kind of similar state of mind. You know, I, I feel like I can, it's also for me like that song specifically has given me so much like it changed my life so I'm always a bit emotional performing it so it might be like in you know in a happier sad way yeah. like you know happier emotional way but I feel like it, it, it like it still hasn't been a point where I'm like oh not this song again I'm not at this place anymore but but what I do is I will kind of kind of change up I'll keep my like my kind of biggest songs the way that they are and then I might do sort of like a like a kind of rave dance number after, like Talking Body. I'll do this kind of dance yeah. section after. So we'll do the song like it is and then go into like a dance section that's kind of based on the song. Like there's so many amazing remixes of that song. So we mm-hmm. kind of go into one of those sort of parts after. So I like to do that. But I usually keep the songs that I know people are the most like hooked on the yeah. same. And then I kind of will like mess up the outro or like do something new with a song that maybe isn't as big so it kind of feels like like what's that you know right because uh, the hardcore fans are like they know every single word every ad lib every single little detail you know they were like clap in the one spot that there's like a little break and uh. it's just like it's really 
it's incredible. I want to, they're paying to come see me. So I want to blow their minds, but I also want to make sure that they like are given what they want. You know, why did you wear a wolf shirt in the video? I'm obsessed. Oh, with the, <laughs> the habits video. Obsessed. Oh, <laughs> honestly, I don't like that's my know. thing. That's your thing. That, well, not, I, I just am like I was like Sitting I went both I'm in work now horse both wearing shirts. horse and shirts alien. as well. And we have I'm wearing an alien earring. You're wearing an alien necklace. I guess I just feel like we're besties. No I big so. deal. I, think I so. guess you just have to be meant my friend. Meant to be. Meant to be. <laughs> I come um, back over. Like was mm. there? I'm just so curious. Your your fashion. I never mm. have never talked to anyone that's been on this podcast about their choice of clothes. I've literally never talked about it. <laughs> never talked about I fashion. don't care about fashion. I don't care. No. But you make choices that are so, um, and this is why you're, I believe, going to be a very great filmmaker if you want to do that, if that's something that Ooh. does appeal to you. Because in your short films, I see the way you tell a story visually is so important. And oh, I don't even you. know if it's by accident or intentional, but the choices that you make, uh, even with just like, Sometimes you're doing the sexiest thing in like granny panties. And I'm like, what kind of genius picked those panties? Are those from Rite Aid? Like where, like everything, it's like the eyeshadow and the perfect hair and the perfect this and the tank top and then granny yeah, panties, yeah. like Hanes, they're like baggy and it's yeah. hotter than any lingerie you could have picked. I love that. No, I have to give um, a lot of credit to my stylist, Annie and Hannah, who are two girls that I've worked with pretty much from day one. And they just like get the sort of like, sexy with some humor and kind of like boyish vibes sometimes which I feel like because when I started I was like I was I did not care about fashion I hated fashion I hated getting my hair done I hated getting my makeup done I also was like no 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 less like I remember my first my first tv performance in the states was Seth Meyers mm -hmm. and I remember I got this like um it was like a cute black outfit and I had this kind of like boots on and I was supposed to go out and I was like, I can't wear these shoes. I have to be barefoot. Everyone's like, no, don't be barefoot on TV. Here like, we what go. are you doing? Here <laughs> we, your management nope. goes, here we go. <laughs> and I'm like, cue the blue m and I'm like, I can't do it. And I just like kicked them off and ran like, out. like, easy, it's Seth Meyers. This is not the show <laughs> to, to go diva on. Don't Let's go diva. <laughs> no, and I just kicked them off and I just ran out. And it was just like, and I felt really like grounded. And I think like Annie and Hannah came on really early on after that. And they just kind of like, there's like okay so you want to be able to move easily you want to be comfortable but then it needs to have some like kind of grunge and edge and so it's kind of just evolved from that and I've gotten way more interested in fashion I kind of realized that like oh it's it's just like a way to express myself further so mm -hmm. I've kind of played into it like that but I have no idea about designers I have no idea about brands but they're really good at like finding cool like kind of younger um, designers and then like a lot of vintage pieces I try to like do a lot of vintage stuff so it just yeah. feels so um, it never feels styled no it good. never <laughs> feels pre-packaged it never feels there's like a rawness and mm -hmm, a grit to that. it that is just like perfect and it makes me feel way closer to you than I should because I'm like <laughs> no I love that you know like it's like a it's just it's 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 so well done it's so impeccable and I also think in terms of the way you move when you when you perform there's such a primal sort of carnal energy mm -hmm. and like not being restricted is that like also a part of it very much yeah I think if I I mean I never have makeup and hair on tour because mm -hmm. I get 
sometimes when I get like styled like, because I don't need it I don't need it I'm not good at doing it myself but I just I basically just like make my hair messy and smear some glitter on and then I go because then I just get sweaty after two songs and it's just all kind of and I just and I have to feel if I'm like wait how is the hair laying I need to make sure I just get I panic like it's like that's why I think that TV performances can be really hard because I think they're hard to feel raw and feel like kind of, yes. you know, because you, you're literally there for like eight hours and mm-hmm. they do, you know, you're so styled and fixed and mm-hmm. then you go out and do this performance in three minutes and it's freezing. So you don't have the time to kind of Always warm up freezing. to the crowd. They do that on purpose. Yeah. yeah. And so I feel like to see it took nipples. me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They say it's to keep the audience awake, but But I it's know. to see nipples, but then they make you cover the nipples. So trust me, I've tried to like, no bra. And they're like, you need to wear a bra. <laughs> we can't see nipples. But it's through a shirt. Is that, the, is that still yeah, the case not, on network okay. television? Yep. Why not do you okay. hate ratings? You wonder why all your shows are failing and why podcasts are doing well. <laughs> That's wild. No, but I feel like it's because it's like, um, I mean, it's obviously like, I always have had like good experience, like everyone's super nice and everything. But I just, for me as a performer, it's still a, it, it's a challenge to, it took me like four or five TV performances to get to a point where I'm like, okay, this is what I got to do to really get through the screen. Because I would look at the performance after and I'm like, I look great and my band is playing great and like the lights are great, but I just look terrified and like, is this yeah. even right? Like, am I singing the wrong? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Well, I mean, you're also and performing for a bunch of people that are that have been bussed in from Orlando that thought they were going to Price is Right and got confused. <laughs> they're like, who is she? Yeah, like, it's How like... How do I say her name? I don't even understand who she is. It's very hard as a fan to figure out how to go see your favorite artist yeah. at a show. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you have to go, yeah. wait, you know, I think your fans are too cool to, yeah, they're they're not to like, be on seatfiller.com or wherever. <laughs> I don't even know how they get these people off of the like the, the Warner Brothers like tour bus. Well, I like, would say I was a tourist in New York when I was like 20 and I was like, can we go to Letterman? <laughs> <laughs> that was cool actually. I that was like a cuz Letterman w- would uh, air in Sweden too. So like that nice. was someone that I knew and I was like, whoa, this is cool. Yeah, but I don't know. It's it's been like those kind of things, if I compare it to like the, I prefer like the sweaty rawness of like a festival show or a sweaty club show. Where you really you cannot can just sweat lie. on a TV soundstage. No, it's impossible. No. You're like a, a lizard. Yeah. You're so dehydrated. It's impossible. <laughs> but then you're sweating so much under your pits. Yes. And nowhere else. Yes. Just pits and crotch. And you have to make sure to adapt the outfit after that because I've had some moments where I'm like about to go on stage and I was like, Oh my god, no! You literally have circles down, like like not great. below you're your titties. You're squirting from like, your ah, yeah, yeah. You're squirting in from all your the wrong places. <laughs> it is such a bummer. It is that is such an art to get yeah. a TV appearance right. No yeah. experience on the stage, none on the mic, and you're just like, oh, this is a totally new skill. Yeah, you know, I it can is, play bowling is, alleys, I can play arenas, but like this is so awkward. It's so and and I like, I don't yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's something about it. Doesn't matter how like nice and like everyone is trying to make you comfortable you just feel out of place I don't Mm -hmm. know what it is yeah because it's a very um superficial environment where a lot of people that aren't artists are trying to uh be of service to artists when you're like the only thing I really Mm -hmm. need is for it to be 10 p.m yeah and have had a couple beers and to like let my tits out but we can't do that here so stop Trying to help me. It like has to be a controlled environment and that's not what we work best in. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And like we need a little chaos to feed off of, a mm-hmm. little danger. You yeah. know, there's no danger. Seeing the crowd, I'm always like, 
is there an audience? Oh, they're they're there. I they're see there. one. Oh, they're so far right away. There. Oh, and they're all in like Tommy Bahama and like Tevas, <laughs> and they're just like, "Where's Ellen?" They're so <laughs> confused. I've been through that so many times. They don't even know that they're allowed to be involved. They're just trying to win a Pontiac. I mean, they're there and to I'm, win. I'm prizes. sure they're also like a bit scared because you're like. They're on TV, like, I'm on TV. And they're like, what do I do with my hands? They're like, you clap. Clap yeah. with your hands. And it's like, <laughs> no? Am I no. clapping now? Yeah, they're all just staring into the camera. Yeah. I mean, you, half of the shots you cannot even use because the camera goes by. And they're just, they're, they think it's their moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, no, no, no. People are going to tune in to watch her sing, but they're going to see the reaction shot of me and be like, yeah. I got to put him in the pictures. <laughs> like, they're, it's my moment. Um, but I, 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 I'm just going to say this now because I'm going to get it out of the way. And I know you've talked about Robin being you know, one of your inspirations. Mm-hmm. And yes, very much. I, I'm annoyed that I heard you say that in an interview because <laughs> she's the only person that you really remind me of, like in terms mm-hmm. of your, I hope this comes off, okay, your bravery as a performer and your abandon as a performer. Thank that you. That, I mean, to me, I think the best live performance ever is her on SNL when she did Call Your Girlfriend and she's doing backflips on the stage and there's just a, rawness uh, that is like gives you chills it's just so cool that I, like I've been a fan of her since I was like since the first time I started like listening to music like and I she's just my find Madonna. her yeah and I just find her so she's so much integrity she's so like fierce and just like and her songs they do that like what what makes me so happy that you say that I do <laughs> to you she does to me like she just really puts words to all the little details of feelings and she can use like sort of very everyday like scenarios and make them sound so big and dramatic and yes, emotional yes, do you know what I mean yes like, so, but they, I just that, yeah. it feels like at the time it does feel like that when you're in the yeah. club and he's flirting with another girl yeah. but you did this with um uh, the song you did with Kylie Minogue, I, I hate, I don't oh, like you, uh, I just don't really, like you. Yeah, I really don't like you. <laughs> you really capture that, that, that pit in your stomach mm. when you like see the guy with the, and you're in, the only thing to do is not like her. Yeah. That's and the you, only you know, thing I can do. And it's like a, that's one of those songs. He's so I'm the like, problem. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but that would be dumb. Yeah. So I, it just has to be your yeah. fault so I can get through this. And Sorry, girl. And, and I think that's the thing. It's like, that's a feeling that you know is like wrong and kind of ugly, but it's just what everyone feels. You can't help yourself. You, you don't just judge like, the way we mm, cope. You don't, put, no. you don't judge the way we cope. Like you have such a, um, healthy relationship with human nature and I'm curious because I feel like the best artists sometimes haven't only done what they do and I'm really interested in what working at Urban Outfitters (laughs) and as a coat check girl because I think a lot of people listening that want to be comedians that want to be musicians Mm -hmm. are like but I work at you know Madewell I work here like everything is an artist that you've ever done, the most boring jobs, yeah, yeah. anything where you're exposed <laughs> to a lot of people and the worst sides of them. Because in retail, yeah. I bet you're seeing the worst sides of people. Oh. What did that teach you about human nature? I or would, did it just drive you to be like, I need to freaking make it as a singer. I gotta get out of here. This I will say, actually, Urban Outfitters was kind of, um, I think the job where I saw like the worst kind of like, like how people can be was when I worked in... Right after high school, I started working at this um, bakery in this kind of like fancy area outside of Stockholm. And I would start at like 6.30 in the morning. They would deliver like daily fresh bread. And I would just like make coffee and, you know, serve sandwiches and like sell bread. And the Uh people that came through were just like, 
It was one of those like people who suppressed their feelings and decided to take it all out of me in the morning before work. Which is what you do if you don't just yeah, say, you exactly. know, that's what you do. And some people call it, that's what I say is messy. That's yeah, messy. That's messy. You're like, not, you're not emotionally hygienic. I will never forget. I would like had started. I can't, I think I came like, I was 15 minutes late. So I hadn't turned the lights on yet, but I still opened on time. And this guy comes in uh, and he's like, you know, businessman in his 50s maybe. And he's like, Hey, did you open late this morning? And I'm like, oh no, we opened on time. And he's like, okay, because I usually jog by around like 6.30 and the lights are on and the lights mm -hmm. weren't on. I'm like, oh yeah, no, the, I was like, maybe I turned the lights on late, but I opened, I opened at seven as usual. And he's like, okay, because um, I just want to say like, you know, I work in marketing and it's pretty, you know, that's like a nice thing for me to feel like the homeliness of you being here and like having the lights on when I go for my morning jog. And I was like, And I'm like 19 or something at the time. And I'm like, okay, so what are you say saying? Like, I should turn the lights on for you before we're open. Like, is that what you want me to do? And he's like, I want to speak to your manager. I'm like, I'm, excuse me? He's like, you're being really like rude and unreasonable. I'm like, I'm being rude and unreasonable. Okay, hang on. And like, go and get like the manager. I was like, hey, can you talk to him? So he feels... I opened on time today at seven, but he feels because I hadn't didn't have the lights on at six thirty that that was like bad, you know. That was you know I was not being um, a good. I don't know, like <laughs> that wasn't good for him as a customer, even though we weren't open yet. Like that experience for him was bad. That the mm -hmm. lights weren't on, and she was like looked at him and she's like, "So are you serious?" And he's like, oh, you. And then he just like took off on us. Like us, like how can, you know. You're like, and that's when I started dating yeah, women. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but it was just that like, he was so, he, I could see in his eyes, like mm -hmm. he was so mad at yeah. me. And then the fact that my manager was a woman was also like really frustrating to him. And she, we were both younger than him. And we, how could we be so disrespectful to him? Like he's a successful man. Sure. He can take away all of our business. Like all that was starting to happen. And I was like, dude, I just made coffee here. Like, I don't care. Like I'm, I'm. I'm like, this is not my place. Like, I don't know like, what you're I'm doing. Like, I'm not, this isn't like, my startup. No. Yeah, and, uh, yeah this is exactly. obviously not my dream. No, and, it's, and it was just like, and that would just happen so often that they would just like kind of chew, pick, you know, wanted to like maybe have a moment of feeling superior and then when he didn't get that he would just like they would just go off on us but like you can't it was be superior so if you're already in the power position like someone's paying yeah. to not retort like, like yeah, do you know exactly. what I'm saying like I'm and I was being I wasn't being like I didn't I wasn't like I was being nice you know I was being like okay um well that just doesn't make sense like if I open on time I'm sorry like I you know I was like I, but I was also like I'm not apologizing to this man like no way I'm just thrilled but, to know there are mentally ill people in Stockholm because <laughs> I have been there and yeah. everyone was so well adjusted yeah, and yeah. it made me annoyed and let me ask you just in terms of your um you know you you've talked in a couple of interviews about the importance of uh, uh, you know collaborating in the beginning you obviously mm -hmm. like write music for other yeah. people I think you know the states has a very singular mentality when it comes to creating I want yeah. to do all the work I want to create all the credit you know my yeah. mine mine and when I went to Stockholm to perform people were trying to explain to me the culture they were like there's yeah. there's not as much they're more humble like yeah. they don't no one's proud of a hierarchy like bosses dress the same as the employees like everyone's yeah. equal even if they're not yeah. and I remember being like I can't understand that but the way that there is this um ability to share and then mm -hmm. everybody wins is just like yeah a mentality obviously now you're solo and don't need anyone but 
Is that a specifically, because so, so much good music comes out of there, it has to be that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely feel that there's, there's a way of like, I think it's like there's, there's, um, perks too and there's also like you know with everything there's like some sides so that makes it like a bit harder you, you're not even allowed to be proud of yourself sometimes which is a bit stupid like if I say in a Swedish interview and I'm like yeah I'm good at singing they're like oh aren't you cocky and you're like what I can't say that I'm a good singer why would well, but, well then you're but, bad at booking guests yeah like why would I be here <laughs> yeah, if I was bad at exactly. it what's this show no it, I, I can't remember it was like an interview with someone mm-hmm. um, it was a long time ago but but I um, is but that I do gendered feel, at all or is that every across the board I think that's across the board okay yeah but I feel like there's definitely more of like um like when I think about my team that I tour with I because my 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 touring team is like half American half Swedish and I could feel the um, American part of my team having a bit of an issue with how this my band and my monitor guy like how they would how we would discuss things and they'll be like and I'll be like hey guys can we start with this song and they would go actually can we still have some work to do on this song would you mind coming back in a minute when we finish and i'm like yeah sounds good and i'll just leave and they're like what are you doing if she wants a sound check now she's got a sound check now like you can't just tell her to leave those are the americans yeah and i'm like yes they can like this is a team like if they have stuff to work on yes, they're, they're american they hate women they want me out of here <laughs> <laughs> so that yeah. they don't murder or rape me i yeah. have to get out no, of here no sorry the sweet the swedes were <laughs> the ones telling me to come back so it's more of like a they're not just because i'm the the boss they're not like scared to tell me their opinions like it's very like you just kind of I, I guess yeah more collaborative and it's you about kind what's of say best for the unit yes. it's sort of more of a unit exactly mentality. I obviously don't want to like um I try to do what's best for the whole team even if it means like something is slightly more annoying for me like that doesn't bother me like I'm not always trying to make sure that I have it the best all the time mm-hmm. um but there is like and I think just in general like when I talk about my team I'm like I work with them they don't work for me like of course. just just because of the I could never do any of this without them. Like me alone Don't would be so... Don't listen to any of this, Emily and Grace. <laughs> this is just a music. This is a music thing, Todd. It's a music thing. <laughs> no, but I feel that like if I didn't have any of them, the people I write with, the people that play with me, the people that like, you know, I could not live a day without Laura, my manager. <laughs> like I would just be so lost. So it's really important to me that everyone feels like seen and appreciated. But I also... Like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it is a bit of like a more kind of, kind of sensitivity towards how people are feeling in their place of work. It's not like, be grateful that you're here. It's like, yeah, kind yeah. Of, yeah. Because um, I'm just curious about sort of your development as someone that's that's sensitive in a mm-hmm. good way. That has, is like an insult. Recent, the words like mm-hmm. ambitious and sensitive and vigilant and it, like all of a sudden now have bad connotations yeah. just because like some so weird socially constructed thing mm-hmm. I think being sensitive is such a superpower but yeah, I think as I a agree. woman it's been like you know being sensitive is what she's very sensitive she's very sensitive <laughs> yeah that's what kept us alive as a species yeah. 2,000 years ago the most yeah. sensitive people were the ones that were the safest that were like that's a lion I need to get out of here now it's just like let me look at your phone who's that bitch you know it's, it's but we yeah. I think of it as like a superpower you know yeah. but but I'm just curious just because you know everyone that listens knows I'm obsessed with ancestral trauma like what in the in Swedish culture is there any kind of like ans- inherited ancestral like limitations you feel like or benefits just from well I feel so there's this one thing called jantelagen which basically means that uh, there's not a word for it in English but it kind of means like don't think that you're ever better than anyone else which is like you know that's a good thing there's like, no you're, word for that in English <laughs> 
<laughs> Does not compute. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, but, I'm better than everyone. Um, no, but but it kind of can turn into like, don't even think that you're good at all. So it kind of becomes like, you're not ever like it's 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 almost like you know what i love about living here is that like everyone's very supportive of your dreams mm-hmm. if i'm like yeah i want to go to this i was like that's awesome you know what i have a friend who does this and like people are always trying to move each other forward and even if it's like a you know a way that like you sort of uh gain from it too there's still like um People are positive towards your dreams and your Being hopes. ambitious yeah. is rewarded. And yeah. Whereas maybe in Sweden, it's a bit more like, well, that's not realistic. You really think you're going to like, just like back off a little bit. Like that's, that's a little bit. Talking by yourself that way is a little bit like you're being a bit full of yourself, basically. Interesting. So, so there's like a bit of kind of, and if someone becomes like being too successful or being like, um, uh, enjoying things too much like kind of living in excess or just like it's like you're supposed to be a little bit more restrained and like kind of you need to punish yourself before you can enjoy something sure. like you know you need to go for a really long run before you can have a cinnabon like you can't kinky. just like have this it. is all very kinky very <laughs> yeah. s&m vibes yeah and i think it, i don't know if it has to do with like you know a lot of the months out of the year you have to ask your boyfriend dark. if you can have <laughs> two string beans for dinner yeah, exactly. i'm very into is this, this. Okay? yeah hot um, cold uh, no, it's it's, and I think that's kind of like uh, there. I think there's a lot of like you know you kind of in touch with darkness and, and like dark emotions and like being sort of um, I don't know. Yeah, there, there's like a harshness kind of sometimes mm-hmm. that even though people are very nice and sort of you know um, there's definitely like this. Um, kind of punishment culture a little bit. <laughs> Interesting. That's really fascinating. I, I'm always... At least like, I feel that it, it's that way. Yeah. I'm always mm-hmm. fascinated by the biological basis for these kind of feelings we have. And I mm-hmm. think about Sweden and, and the ancestry of it. Maybe it's because everyone's so gorgeous. There's There's got to be some way to keep egos in check. I don't know what it is. Maybe that's good. If yeah. any <laughs> Swedish guy knew how hot they were, <laughs> life would be a nightmare. They'd all be like Genghis Khan's. Um, I'm that ju- is true. Like they still have because there's so many of them. They do have to have charm because they, they can't just get away on being. Good yes, because okay. they all look like Nazis. It's awkward. <laughs> they have to figure out a way. <laughs> it is a bit like weird when like now it's also living here and then I go back home and obviously this sweet Stockholm's pretty multicultural. Like, but it's still not even close to here, obviously. But coming to certain areas in Sweden, I'm like. Wow! Everyone really looks like just like a Viking, <laughs> like it's just it's, like it's like blonde, like red or like sometimes it's really really tan, but like bright blue eyes and like really tall and just like it's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're like this is what Hitler wanted. This is this is <laughs> this what he was going for. This is what he wanted. Here it is. I get yeah. that we're all a little and it's ashamed. Like, it's uncomfortable. Let's like, brag too this much. Isn't, this isn't this isn't all we should have. Really, this feels weird. But yeah. I remember this isn't I, the world. <laughs> I went over when I performed in Sweden it was it was so mind-blowing because I remember I was working on this um well, I was doing yeah, this, what were you doing there I was Did performing you, mm-hmm. I was doing stand-up oh, this nice. was maybe mm-hmm. five years ago and I was oh, sweet. I, I well before I went over I had this um interview with some radio guy it was like Norway Sweden Finland Amsterdam it was just like all mm-hmm. like Scandinavia and I'm on the phone with some journalists and I he was like, what are you going to talk about? And I remember just going like, I don't know. I'm probably going to go to some of the strip clubs, get some jokes and then go. And he was like, oh, you know, Bergen. So I was going, Bergen, Norway, we don't have strip clubs. No. And I was like, oh my God, you guys are so repressed. <laughs> yeah. uh, religious. What is this? Calvinism? I was like, what is that? Why can't you have strip clubs? And why don't you have any? They were, he goes, um, oh no, actually the, 
the citizens don't want one. They they erected a sorry for that word. I never <laughs> used that word to describe putting a, build, <laughs> yeah. putting a building up until I was talking about a strip club. <laughs> they put a strip club in and the 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 people shut it down. They yeah. didn't want it. They and I was like, I don't understand. So what is this? Is this some kind of prank? And he goes, Oh no, just over here, uh, we respect women. <laughs> And I was like, does not compute. And I was like, who's a smart ass? And then I go over there and I was doing some joke about, like, it was a lot about, I was in relationships with guys that were being disrespectful mm-hmm. and that were just not equals. And I was recreating my childhood circumstances by being with malignant narcissists and people that just undervalued me. Mm. And so I was doing this joke about like when you're fighting with a guy and he hangs up on you, a guy cheats on you and then hangs up on you. And it was bombing. Like it was just bombing and it kills everywhere in the States. And then I started being like, why is this bombing? And I'm like, oh, they must not speak good English. And I'm like, are you having trouble understanding? And they're like, we speak perfect English. Uh, What are you talking about? All of us. All of us. And then there was like this group of women in the front Mm -hmm. row. And I was like, single ladies? Are we single ladies? They're like, no, we're, we're married. And I was like, oh, well, where are your husbands? They're like, at home. I'm like, why? Like, like, oh, they're he, they're watching the kids. I'm like, what? Like, I literally was like, I don't understand this utopia. And then afterwards, these women came up to me and they were like, hey, those jokes are really funny. It's just that guys don't treat us like that over here. No. <laughs> like, no. no, I'm like, no one's been hung up on? Uh, no never? Ever? I know. Like, it was just like this thing where yeah, I was like, I don't oh. think I've ever been hung up on. I've, I've dated some, some dicks, but not like that. Like, I will say like, Sweden has, you know, like our, we have, you know, paternity leave is the thing. Like you see, you see as many like. Paternity leave in our days. Just, yeah, your dad yeah. leaves yeah. <laughs> when you're born. We have that too. All comedians have that. Catch, catch uh, up. No, but it's like, you know, it's, it's really like, I mean, I have like the songwriting collective that I'm signed to. It's like, um, there's a few um, girls, but they're a lot younger. And then there's like a, um, a group of guys that are a couple years older than me. And they are now, they all within maybe two months of each other all had babies at the same time. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, you know, taking half of the time with their kids. Sure. And it's very like, no, 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 I need to, the session need to be done at six because I'm putting my son to bed. Like, they're very, very involved. And it's very like... I think in Sweden now too, like you have to share, you get one year off and you have to both When you have a kid? Be, yeah. And then both the mom and the dad have to take time off to be with the kid. But you can divide it can you how you want. Can you elect to not if you want to not <laughs> be with your kid? Yeah, yeah. Do you, you have can do that. to take it? You don't have to, but it's like most people want to because it's like the first year that they want to be with their kid. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was thinking about you because, you know, I think in comedy and I think in, in art in general, there is this, unfortunately, it's a myth uh, mm-hmm. because you are the outlier and the exception um, is going to be the rule on this one of that you have to have a messed up childhood. You have to have had a horrible life. And you very clearly will just be like, I had all my needs met. My life was good. I was loved. Whereas I think that even when people do have, you know, come from stable backgrounds, they Mm -hmm. feel the need to be like, yeah, but like my mom, she would like read all the time. (laughs) And you're like, what? Like she went, yeah, totally. Like they would like go on, take us on trips and we'd be in separate penthouses. And you're like, okay, (laughs) I feel like you're just trying to be screwed up when you're not. And I think there's something so inspiring to me about you of this thing of like, no, I'm just, this is creativity and this is my gift. I don't, yeah. I'm not, I don't have all this because I was injured before. It's trauma. No, Art doesn't only have to come from trauma. And I feel like I, I definitely was like, you know, 
But but it's like so many people are like I was just you know I was a messy teenager I had like you know moments of depression growing up but it was never because of like nothing in my surroundings kind of did that to me I feel like that was more just how I'm wired mm -hmm. and I dealt with it by like my mom's a therapist like we would talk a lot like I my family like my dad is like you know businessman but super emotional Wow. Like he cries all the time <laughs> from happiness and sadness. And like me and my brother talk so much. We all like, we all get along really well. And there was, there was years when we, we weren't just because like, you know, every family obviously have moments of like, you don't understand me. I'm trying to be my own person. Like uh, mainly I did that. Uh, <laughs> but my dad didn't say that. Uh, but but I feel like I was, I always felt loved and like all the kind of chaos that I sort of, that was just like me creating chaos as like an annoying teenager. I didn't like... It wasn't, and it was never, I would always balance at the the edge, right? I never really went over the edge. And so I feel like I I could still have all these like extreme emotions and do stupid things and be like, you know, be messy, which is, you know, not the good word for it. But like, I could still do all that and still have had an amazing family. Like, I just don't, it doesn't have to be related. And I understand the sort of pressure that people, that artists feel sometimes to be like, well, you need to have a reason to be the way you are because no. you're not like you're not okay or whatever the the sort of idea yeah, is. It's if not you that don't, you're not okay. You just like comedians. Mm -hmm. I was like comedians are crazy. It's like no, we we just advertise our thought what yeah. everybody else thinks. You yeah. guys, you know what's crazier? Sitting around thinking it and making no money off yeah. of it and not telling yeah. anyone. That to me exactly. is crazy that you're just living with these feelings and not alchemizing them. Where it's like. So to me, yeah, yeah, I think the sanest thing you can do is say... Exactly, just let it out. But I, I also wonder, I feel like also now that we live, we all live in such close proximity to people that we don't know. And we're always kind of meant to sort of make ourselves smaller to not annoy the people around, to like yeah. make sure that we can coexist without it being so like being uncomfortable for anyone. Yeah. And that kind of in the end go so far that you're not allowed to ever express how you feel in the moment because that will like of course you don't want to unleash on someone you don't know but I think if you at least did that with the people close to you you're like I'm not saying you did anything wrong but I feel this way today and that's just how it is like and not be so scared of strong emotions I if think you're that's not like, unleashing on people you uh, don't know that means you're not flying yeah. commercial <laughs> I just learned something about you <laughs> <laughs> we were probably just laughing hilariously, Tove and I, whatever, because we're just buddies. So I thought a great transition into talking about our sponsors would just be like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I actually look for laughs when I transition. So it's good if you just do them by yourself. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so as you can tell, this is an ad for better help. <laughs> Based on the last 30 seconds of us talking, <laughs> I feel like we should just send this to our BetterHelp counselors. Right? <laughs> just go, hey, what are you making this? Um, I've been grappling with an issue lately. One issue that's generous, many, a litany of issues. And when I go to my therapist, I, I, I never know where to start. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I want to do a session with my BetterHelp therapist that's just questions that like, I don't know if I should ask this I don't know if this is important, but I feel like it's worth bringing up. Okay. You want to run the bias? Yeah. Like okay. little things okay. that are just, I don't know if they're weird, just weird quirks or. They probably are. If they're like something I need to talk through with a professional. They also probably are that. Like, <laughs> is it, am I the only person that when I get anxious, I, well, what I do is I dig out ingrown toenails, whether they're there or not. And I dig them out. I can't stop. I do it obsessively to the point of when my to where my toes are bleeding and then I'm sore 
the next day when I walk around. So translation, does anyone else mutilate themselves? <laughs> I'm just saying, but toes don't count because they're so gross. <laughs> right, right. You know? Right. Is it they're mutilation if it's making everyone else's life better because they don't have to look at your ET toes? But it's also my toes are weird and like, Bleedy. Is yeah, this would, something that to talk to a therapist? I would ask about your phantom toenails. Yes. <laughs> okay. Because you know, it, it it does make me feel better. It's a weird like t I should just drink like an adult. No, do what makes you happy. Dig your toenails. What about the fact that um? That's why we're not therapists? <laughs> do it, uh, Emily. Do you have any things that you like are sort of not sure you should bring up with your therapist? I'm wondering <laughs> if I should talk to my counselor about whether or not I can track down a woman who went into a public stall in a restroom that I had just used. All I did was pee and I flushed. I left, she walked right in, turned right around on her heel and left. Yeah, you farted. No, I didn't. So I found her on Instagram and I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and I wanna know why she did that. What did I do in there? Maybe it was this aura that she got a whiff of. You probably, yeah. Maybe she was like, what the fuck? I'm about to it, fight it, this it, one. It, it, it was, yeah, it wasn't a bad smell. It was bad it's energy. It's the biggest burn you can do to another human being. You know what? You're right. I am, like, embarrassed by proxy. Maybe she forgot something. Maybe she was like, oh, my tampon. I forgot. Turned I had to go on back. a dime, opened the door, and I was. What uh, establishment? An airport. Huh. Yeah. She, uh huh. Did she have luggage? She had a roller bag. Maybe Ooh, she farted. She maybe, backed up the roller bag. Maybe she went in there and farted, and that's all she needed to do. You know you didn't, like, queef do an I airport? I did not. Like, nothing. Nose queef? Nothing. Are you sure? I'm positive. How do you know? I'm positive, because I, when I when I pressed the button and wiped and put the paper down, I was like, this is a good salt. I'm leaving this in a good place. The person that's that comes you in here. That's what you should talk to them about. The person's the woman that come in here. You should talk about all this You should talk about the fact that you give yourself a score when you leave a public restroom. You're like, got it, yes. So I should bring it up. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes, okay. yes, for sure. Okay. Sure, sure. Benton? I think mine are a little more normal. Like I live alone and every time I go into the kitchen, I go, hello everyone. <laughs> Um, just because I, you know, I don't know if they have feelings of all that groceries. I just want to greet them. Mm -hmm. I just want, you know, I, I don't know how something's going to feel. So I just want to make sure that I'm entering the space politely. Mm -hmm. So every time I go into like the re my bathroom or like my little extra room or whatever, I'm like, hello. I don't know what it's so called. So you, you greet your products cheerfully, but not your coworkers. <laughs> I just walk in there and go, hello, everyone. <laughs> You're more positive when you walk in. To, I used it all to, up. To talk to your. You get up two or three times in the night to go in the kitchen and see if you have any more cheer left. <laughs> I also subinterpreted. Should we start putting some groceries around the office so that Benton greets us with a warm morning greeting? <laughs> I don't think he's ever said hello to me when he's entered a room. It's never happened. You already know I like much you. Li much less hello. Oh, everybody. I don't plan on eating you, so I need to, okay. Who knows? We, I might, also, we might get stuck in this house forever. BetterHelp is an online counseling service that is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. It's available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And good for you listeners, get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash Whitney. I spend a lot of time talking to my therapist <laughs> about how stressed out I am about money sure. because I have a lot of student loans. That's what you're stressed out about of all the things in your life? Well, for this, for this ad, yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she said, stressed out I am. Well, let's, okay, yeah, let's go back. We should, that was a lovely intro. I couldn't help myself. I Emily, do you spend a lot of time <laughs> talking about? I spend a lot of time talking to my therapist about how stressed I am. It's not weird that I knew you were going to say that. It's like we just fill in each other's We're best friends. sentences. Yeah. 
sandwiches. And we didn't meet in college. We did not. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing good comes from college. You know what? I was making no good decisions in college. Not one. So I probably would have, I would have ignored you. Not one. Oh. Mm. You'd be jealous. So I'm you still, would have been real jealous. I'm jealous right now. Oh, good. I'm always <laughs> jealous. I'm always, I'm always jealous. <laughs> okay, we're not in the better help ad anymore. We are talking about Ernest. I just feel like I'm going to rant here for a second. Okay. College loans are insane mm-hmm. because of the age at which you are consenting. You have no idea what mm-hmm. you're signing up for, right. right? No 18-year-old should be expected to make that kind of decision mm-hmm. about that kind of amount of money Absolutely. at that age, right? You know, like of course we thought it was a good idea to sign up for the $200,000 loan. We thought we were going to be you know, Melanie Griffin mm-hmm. in Working Girl and just walk in and just get a job mm-hmm. willy-nilly. Right. We had no idea, okay? we I had a lot of bad ideas when I was 18. Going to college mm-hmm. with the, <laughs> without the money to pay for it. I also mm-hmm. dated guys with chain wallets. Mm-hmm. I also thought a 401k was a marathon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also thought clear bra straps were clear. Mm-hmm. That's not the mindset of a person that can make decisions about their future. Financial future, yeah. It's insane. I, when I when I was in college, I thought it was good to get my ears pierced at Claire's Look, in the mall. I was 23 years old. You were not at it. And then to celebrate, I went to Panda Express. Sure. I shouldn't be allowed two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> By the before they give you a student loans, they should ask, "Have you eaten at Panda Express in the last four years?" Yeah, and if, if you so. answer yes, they're like, "Here's fifteen dollars <laughs> to cover that." Stop. So we're just talking about all the bad ideas we had when we were 18. When I was 18, I was so misinformed. I thought sperm was green because boogers are green and both of those things come out of your body. Yours was the worst for sure. That's the worst one. I thought you were going to say something about Dr. Seuss. (laughs) I thought you said that sperm were green because eggs are green. Anyway, I shouldn't have been allowed to make any decisions about money. No. If you don't even know what color your jizz is. Your jizz, yeah. No, anyone's jizz. (laughs) (laughs) You should not have even been allowed to leave the house, let alone borrow money. But the rest of us, thank God for Ernest. Mm -hmm. With today's low interest rates, it's a great time to refinance your student loans. Ernest offers low-rate student loan refinancing, and you can check your rate risk-free in just two minutes. With Ernest, you get radically flexible payments, and you can pick your loan terms. Ernest is offering our listeners a $100 cash bonus. Refinance your student debt at Ernest.com slash Whitney. Terms and conditions apply. Now, Ernest is giving our listeners a 100 cash bonus. That's right now. Refinance your student loans at Ernest.com slash Whitney. Terms and conditions, they do apply. (laughs) Once again, you're going to get a $100 cash bonus when you visit Ernest.com slash Whitney to refinance your student loans. Not available in all states. Terms and conditions apply. Listen up. Get the shit out of your ears. (laughs) Visit Ernest.com slash Whitney for more details. Terms and conditions apply. apply. Ernest, student loan refinancing made by Ernest Operations, LLC, NMLS, number 1204917. California financing law license number 6054788535 Mission Street, San Francisco, California, 94105. Visit Ernest.com slash licenses for a full list of of licenses if you're that kind of person you're gonna figure this out i still struggle with the frustration that people can come from something stable and Mm -hmm. still be wildly creative and brilliant uh in a way that 
I think I used to go like, oh, something awful must have happened to you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you disassociated and thought the um, uh, Disco Tits video is so <laughs> bananas <laughs> in the best way. It is such a haunted house yeah. of delightful horrors <laughs> and bizarre oddities. Like it is so... Like, I'm like, there's no way this came from a happy home. Like, it's in the best way. And I, it's given me all this um, in, inspiration because I feel like so much of what I've done has been from, like, all this dark stuff happened to me and I'm going to talk about it and that's all. And I mm. worry that if dark stuff stops happening or if I stop being in pain or stop, you know, subscribing to that story mm. or if I don't go, oh, no, actually, you know, wh- everything that happened to me was the um, was for the best, whatever that I'm not going to be able to be creative like that. Yeah. And you, you're you really debunking some of my old stories yeah. that, that that keep me stuck and I'm annoyed and grateful um, <laughs> because all my excuses are out. How does something like that, <laughs> how do you know? Because if, if anyone pitched me that idea, I'd be like, that's silly. If that's mm. going to be cute for like five minutes. It's going to be too weird. Like I can see, it does. Yeah. You know when you see something on the rack that sucks, and but on it's cute. Like yeah. that to me is like that video it's was a, a horrible idea, idea t- till it was done, and it was the best video yeah. I think I've seen in 10, 15 years. Oh, thank you. Uh, I, I feel like uh, I mean I love that video. So I love that you you all everything you said about it is exactly what I wanted it to be. I think I've just always been I, maybe I've like because I think about like my childhood, and I was like you know mainly a happy kid but I also was like quite sad at times I think I was just like naturally because of being a creative before I realized I was a creative kid you just want to I be think in it your comes feelings with, yeah you and you I think you just like if you're creative there's like there's just more of that um and so <laughs> I not only if you're creative but I think a lot of creatives have that like you know um you just like wear your heart and sleeve and you're you always and your emotions are always there and they like and, and so I remember, I mean, I would do, I would be very fascinated with darkness. I'd be fascinated with like, you know, uh, like murder. I would, <laughs> I would like, you know, commit like murder on my dolls, like put knives in them and hide them. And then I'd be the detective to find them and stuff like that. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to back up. <laughs> we're going to slow down. Uh, we're going to rewind. So commit murder on the doll. Yes. How did that go? I would like steal a knife from the kitchen and mm-hmm. stab the doll. Like sure. put the knife into the what doll. What kind of doll? Was it like a... Like a ba- baby A doll. baby. Okay. <laughs> I'm realizing how bad this is sounding. <laughs> and, then, and then I had my det- my detective uh, alter ego, which was Bianca Glitterose. Okay. Um, and she was a very fancy <laughs> detective. A fancy, de- a fancy detective, like murder she wrote. Yes. <laughs> like, a, what does a fancy detective look like? I know. I would just wear like a princess dress and some sure. rainbow shoelaces, sure. and then she would, you know, she was run about the to house. get married, and she's like, "I gotta go solve the crime." Yes. yes. I don't There's time been for a this. murder. I have to go. <laughs> a um, baby's been murdered. <laughs> baby's been murdered. <laughs> so that would be like how, and I would love to play by myself. I'd be annoyed if my friends wanted to play with me. I'm like, oh, now they're going to try and get into my fantasy world. And I just make all the rules and there. And now they're going to tell my mom yeah. about yeah. this troubling behavior. And now I'm going to get removed from school yes. and have to see the therapy lady. <laughs> um, yeah. So a lot of. I don't know. I guess I I just like always had that like in me a little bit. 
And um, and so I think just like I've always just liked to push the boundaries, you know, and kind of um, kind of give in to like those my imagination just kind of goes wild. And then I was working with um, Tim Aram, this director, throughout Fire Fade and Fairy Dust, and also the Disco Tis video, I think, was the last thing that we did together. And he was, like, very willing to, like, go there with me and almost, like, even more. I almost had to hold him back sometimes. I'm like, we not, we're not doing that. So the, <laughs> I'll tell you something about this video. There was a... They had made, like, on the little puppet, they've made, like, a dick... And he was like, "What? Why don't you just like hold the dick?" And I'm like, "No, that's the limit. I'm drawing the line right here." He's like, "You look so weird." I'm like, "Yeah, we got enough weird. It's enough weird happening now. There's just no coming back. From no, that. there's no coming back from that." Because what if I like it? What if I like? And then I'm all, the pu- all of I'm a sudden, I'm at I'm at furry parties and I'm I can't get out. I'm at furry parties. <laughs> I'm like getting kicked out of the American Girl doll store. Yeah. Like I can't. I, I just can't. can't. Do that. One, that's a point I can't of no return do that with dolls. No. Yeah. Um, so I think like but a man that just, I can fully yeah. control that's <laughs> tiny and I can carry around. It's just too tempting. So crazy. <laughs> but it was or so, I'm so, too worried I'll kill it. You also have to remember that like with the puppet there was like one to four people controlling the limbs. So there was like people in body socks always around sure. controlling this sure. puppet. So it was kind of like this awkward like do we also have to have a connection? Like, am I only... It was so, like... It was the most I bizarre... Up for coitus yeah. with a puppet, not yeah. a foursome <laughs> with men in socks. I wasn't prepared. I would have dressed completely differently. It was just like, you know, it was just so... It was the most bizarre video I've ever done. And we, I think when we were done with that, we're like, I think that's all... That, I think that's like... We should, we should, you know, go different paths now because this is getting sick. <laughs> That was kind of you the final like straw. Like, you and I are bad for each yeah. other. We were, like, we were, like, definitely on good terms. And, like, he's incredibly talented. But it was just, like, a moment of, like, yep, that, that's it. That's and, that. And you're fired. Yeah. We're fired. Let's we're fire fired. each other. We are toxic for each other. No, I think he even said it. He's, like, I feel like we did what we could do. I'm, like, I agree. I feel like <laughs> this has run its course. Yes. yes. <laughs> but I'm fascinated because it makes total sense that you're, um, uh, we'll talk about the movie that you just mm-hmm. did, The Immigrants. Yeah. E-M-I-G. Yeah, Immigrants. 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 With an E, yeah. which I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. But your natural um, sort of ability to perform and be an actress, like, you know, is that something that came natural to you? Because to me, as someone that I put myself out there a mm-hmm. lot, people say, like, as a stand-up, like, I could never do that. I love like, your stand-up, Thank by the you. Way. You're I agree. Amazing. Thanks. So funny. Thank you. Ah. Um, but uh, thank you. I'm going to receive uh. that. And it, that always makes me awkward. Mm. Um, <laughs> the same times, WhitneyCummings.com. Um, <laughs> and so I, in watching, I have to be honest with you, like, watching the video, the you and Nick Jonas video, the clo- like, mm-hmm. it makes me uncomfortable because <laughs> the connection feels so real. <laughs> And is it to the point of being like, is this acting? But you're giving me the exact experience I want, which is like in this moment, I completely believe it. Like, are you able to kind of go in and just go like, obviously, the most beautiful people in the world, it makes sense that they have chemistry. But are you able to go in and just knock it out and then just drop it? We were just like, we did the Jingle Ball tour together and we kind of became friends. So I feel like, and like, he's an actor. I feel like, I mean, I yeah. wasn't acting then, but I always felt like it was something I love to do and I love to act in my videos. So I would say like, I don't know, also when you're shooting that kind of stuff, there's not really, there's not really time for the 
two of us to like have a moment because there's no. like guys in, in this one green screen socks running around it's, <laughs> it's, not, in it's the directions. least sexy environment which yeah. is why as someone like I know what it takes to make a music video yeah. a TV show there's no way to catch that kind of performance like you know it feels so smooth and it feels like it's actually happening in front of you but it's like stop down wait we need that you got a hair to like there's nothing sexy about it but I feel like we we really like um we were just both like in the zone, like let's let's nail how this looks. But I definitely feel like you're you're so focused on all the little things going around that, that you don't really have a moment. I don't know. I haven't done like a maybe if you do a longer movie where there's like I don't really have in the immigrants. I don't really have any like uh, love scenes or like kind of like that. But I don't know. Maybe if you shoot a movie for months and all it is about is your chemistry, I, I bet it's probably hard to just let it go after turn it off yeah. yeah I don't know I guess that's why so many actors end up together <laughs> after shooting together yeah. um, they're monsters yeah <laughs> just cause they're monsters yeah. boundaryless monsters yeah that's probably why yeah um, selfish yeah. monsters but, but, but I do think that I feel like I'm pretty good at turning it on and off mm-hmm. like I can see that like this is a moment but it's not my life mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah I mean that's and, and just the I mean I I, I just it's very rare that I get like uncomfortable. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like the perfect kind you can handle of handle most things. But it's like, yeah, it's very rare that I'm like, oh, awkward. I would have a hard time as your person being okay with that. Like your your husband, is he where does he yeah, stand yeah, on all no, this? He he's fine. I mean, we obviously shot that before me and Charlie even even uh, met. But it was still like, you know, we were it was we were we were friends it wasn't that you know but it was obviously we were still able to create this chemistry and we knew that it looked hot it yeah. was like yeah we nailed that you know but yes. it was very much like a yeah man <laughs> yeah like the bro yeah. trust me i know a lot of my best fr- platonic <laughs> friends that are like brothers to me are comedians that people find very sexy and i like can't i'm like Ugh. like it would feel like incest to me but there's just yeah and and i think like i think just because um yeah, I don't know. It just, but also maybe because I was, maybe I didn't even have time to think about it because I was honestly also very nervous because like he's a huge artist mm-hmm. and has been famous his whole life. And I was like, I'm featuring on his song and like we're doing this, I'm doing a dance routine for the first time ever really kind of in a, yeah. in a, in a video. So I was also very just, technical. yeah, and I was very just nervous to make sure I nailed it. Like, um, Yeah. But it was cool. It was it a really felt, cool experience. It was just, a good challenge. <laughs> I don't think, and I was talking to Grace about it because I don't know what it's, you know, like when I was younger, music videos were, I mean, our life. Mm-hmm. It's how we worked everything out. It's how we like were able to put words and express. It's how we learned how to kiss. Like it's mm-hmm. how we had learned how to be cry in the rain like everything was just so emo like you felt everything through that I think what kids now kind of get through chat rooms or reddit or the internet or Instagram I don't know but music videos were everything and I think artists now kind of are like meh the music you make I care so much you make (laughs) music videos like the ones I used to watch that have like a beginning and a middle and end and you give a shit and you care and it's um, like a little mini movie that that not only do you get to have your own experience with the song, then you get to have this other experience with the song where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I didn't see it that way. Like, you know, and you get to have mm-hmm. just this range of emotions um, that is, it is, it is such an intimate experience. Yeah. But, the, but I, I don't know. I just, it really felt like what porn's supposed to feel like. <laughs> 
like, good. I, no, like, no, did a good job. Like, it's like the same way. You know what I am? I'm the person that goes to a strip, strip club and is like, the stripper likes me. She doesn't love me. Like, I watched I that video and I'm like, look at this. You can't fake that. You're like, it's called acting, dumbass. Like, it's like when I see, you know, you have, uh, friends and like the bottle service girl, like the, the guy's like, I think I'm going home with her tonight. I'm like, sure you are. Just buy yeah. another bottle. Yeah, just like, <laughs> she keeps coming back to the yeah. table over and over again. She must buy. like me. <laughs> but I do because I just think about how sensitive you are. And I'm like, oh, my God, the person that has made these such raw, heart wrenching, you know, songs that pull on our heartstrings mm. so deeply and give us goosebumps. Like the same person that then has to go in and do these like super emotional scenes. Mm. I found myself being like, was she okay? Yeah. Did I she think go to her car and go like, we can't be together? Not, 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 no, not no. now. <laughs> no, I feel like it's like business. Like you can kind of shut it on and off. I, work. I think I can when it comes to a performance like that. I think maybe because I relate to it as a performance. It's more when I like when I. Uh, write a song when I sing I think then that is the more like emotional toll for me mm-hmm. but when I when I'm performing like a video I don't know maybe it's because I, I feel like I'm I'm acting and telling a story that I'm like not thinking about it as my story as much mm-hmm. that makes sense and I think that when it comes to, like sexual like kind of chemistry moments like um I don't know. It's just kind of if I'm in love with someone else, then that I can still. I mean, obviously, I can find another person attractive and be like, "That's a hot person." Yeah. But I am very like, I'm, I'm as much as I can appreciate another person's hotness. I'm still very much my attraction and my like the person I want is the person I'm in love with. Yeah. So, and I think I don't know why. I mean, I guess Charlie, sh- like he could, he could have been way more jealous and not okay with it. Like. Um, but he just is okay with it. He just also knows who he started. You know, he went to the premiere of Fairy Dust, like where I'm the of the end credits is me masturbating mm-hmm. like crazy for and all of the pan- end. Granny panties, <laughs> yes, and granny panties. It took a long time for you to reach climax. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to blame the granny panties, but I- <laughs> it was like a little bit more. Hang on, yeah. Um, we just need one more. I need <laughs> one, one more, more camera. I need, to finish, I need more cameras. There's not enough cameras in my face for me to climax. But it's like, but he, you know, he he saw that. That's what, So he knows what he got himself into kind of thing. Yeah. You know? But he's very chill with it all. He's just like, and he, he was like a, him, he's like used to model. He was a child actress in New Zealand. So like, <laughs> he kind of gets it a bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think he he just like isn't yeah and also like we we work together like we he does creative with me as well like um uh the visual stuff so he's very involved in the videos so he's like very on board with like whatever the song needs that's what we'll do you know and how do you because there's such a the way that you have made these shorts fire fade and fairy dust fairy mm-hmm. dust I I do want to just get granular about this because I've been in lots of meetings to make things mm. and you have the idea of what you want and then the rawest coolest version then you get in there and there's 300 people in the room and you're like well, well the scene is going to be master- me masturbating for four minutes yeah. straight and then you get in the room and you're like it can be like 20 se- I mean yeah. it's, it's not and then you go into wardrobe and you're like ah, what was I doing like and then it starts to and then it starts to get less risky and less brave mm-hmm. and further from your vision and further from your vision because more people get involved and fear sets in and it, whatever and then feedback sets in yeah uh human resources sets in in my case 
what how do you maintain the integrity of of because it just does not look like you have compromised on any moment in those shorts or your videos no i i think probably because um i end up sort of paying for them myself <laughs> there you go you're like i paid for this yeah. so i'm gonna masturbate <laughs> yeah. for four minutes and you guys are gonna watch that's you guys how, you're enjoy. like that's how enjoy i paid it. the crew that day yeah. i was yeah. out of money so i was like can i masturbate in front of you yeah <laughs> Yeah, for would that minutes? be good? Does that count? Bitcoin? Do you like that? And maybe yeah. some pizza. They're you like, can yeah. eat pizza. Yeah, yeah. Can be we fine. just watch you have sex with a yeah. puppet? And that'd be fine. We won't charge you. No, but that honestly have been the thing. And I, but I also will give credit to my label for kind of because you know they could have easily been like, we're not putting this out. This is not coming out. You know, that's like when you sign to a label. That's kind of the the what you're giving up. It's like we're now collaborating on my thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And but they've always been really cool and like. We don't really get this, but you can do it. We just won't finance all of it, you know, mm -hmm. which like, and they still did like. I mean, we'll watch it over and yeah, over and exactly. over and over and over and over, but we will never work with you again. <laughs> exactly. No, but I feel like they, they did like um, everything they could as a major label to support something like that, you know, because it's pretty out there. It's pretty dark. It's very sexual. Like it's, it's, it's hard, I think also here, like in the States where there's a lot of judgment on that a lot mm -hmm. of the time. Um, especially mixing sexual moments that aren't maybe necessarily very hot. Do you know what I mean? Like I, the I kind mundane. of like, yeah, and, and I kind of like doing stuff when it's like you expect me to be acting sexy, but instead I'm just doing sexual things and then like I can I know that like bothers a lot of men a lot of time like why does she have to do it like that like it's not even hot and I'm like it's not about me being hot for you in this moment it's about like a rawness and like me in my own zone but yeah. it is hot which is why they're <laughs> DMing you to say it's not to hot. Say it's not. They're like, huh? yeah. that was not yeah. hot. I don't even know why I came. Yeah. Yeah, just like have no other way to get your attention. How sad. But there is such a. Um, it reminds me actually. This is the highest compliment I can give anyone. Is Gaspar Noe's movie Irreversible, which I talk about a lot. Yes. On this, Oof, I've seen it because it, mm -hmm. it really does change the way. You're, you see the world. Mm -hmm. It was like the most um, mundane moments. It's a it's a movie that is told in reverse with, I believe, only three takes with Monica Bellucci and Vincent Cassell. And it's known for its, uh, it's been called um, unwatchable. Yeah. Um, it's because really there is such watch. a brutal mm -hmm. rape scene in it. Mm -hmm. But once you see it, because it's told in reverse, and once you uh, see the brutal things that happened that night, and then you see them just in bed, snuggling, mm -hmm. having a stupid fight at a party, everything all of a sudden feels so stupid. And mm -hmm. every moment that would be mundane if it was playing in real time, yeah. the, the correct way, would be boring. But now yeah. all of a sudden, it's like every moment is a missed opportunity and everything is so precious all of a sudden. And you do this, what he does, which is like you don't let people look away from sort of the more the only word I can think of is like mundane mm -hmm. uh, moments oh thank you I love but that but that's yeah. what's so hot about it because it's like oh that's how it really ha that to me mm -hmm. it's so unattractive to see something like you know porn or something that's cut together and she's faking an orgasm she has an orgasm in 20 mm -hmm. seconds and you're like in what world <laughs> has a dick ever done that to someone you know so it's, yeah, yeah. and what is that why what is that tattoo and it's not for her you know it's not her moment but it just feels like, false yeah. it feels like artifice yeah. yeah you know and i think that sex is so different for everybody and that's what's so cool about it but when you look at porn you're like i guess everyone just has sex the same weird way mm -hmm. or masturbates the same way and then you see what you do and there's this permission to be um 
different isn't uh, a good, interesting enough word, but um, specific and like a weirdo. All of a sudden it's like, it's yeah. cool. It's like bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> bizarre is sexy. But it's also, there's, but, 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 but also, but, um, also just so uh, your instinct to just be surprising, like at all costs, like whatever it is. So if if a porn is, you know, if they're going to show the, a fake orgasm in 20 seconds, you're going to do four minutes of just like, <laughs> I'm, it's fascinating. Like I, um, I've talked about this before. But I love this, that. Thank you. There's this, but it's just sort of like, you expect me to get this done faster. You expect me to be mm-hmm. in this song. You expect me. It's just a way to deconstruct all the ways that we, a way to unlearn all of the stereotypes that we've learned and all of the expectations that we've been brainwashed mm. with. And there's such a, uh, it's just so cool. And I'm trying to not use the word gritty because it has a negative connotation because to me, everything else is just saccharine and fake. Mm. What you're doing is just so real in a way that makes other people go like, oh, I'm not a weirdo. I'm not, you know what I mean? Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. You, you know, that like, makes me really happy. In the to best hear. way. It I makes, love being a weirdo. <laughs> but you're but that's the whole point is you're not. <laughs> the people that have orgasms in 20 seconds are weirdos. How do you move through the world? There's no way. How do you get on planes with turbulence? How do you ride horses? How do you wear orgasms tie, all the time? How do you wear tight jeans? It would just be like you sit down and you get one. A nightmare. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. How do you move through the world? What are you doing during an earthquake? You're just like having an <laughs> orgasm during an earthquake? Like, how do you function? in the world. Um, I want to ask you, um, as someone that has expressed so uh, uh, sort of the um, ridiculously addictive uh, um, magnetic pull to someone that's maybe bad for us mm. or some a situation that's maybe dangerous or as people that tend to do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result or going yeah. to get that hit of adrenaline or shame as someone that is, is, is so eloquently and beautifully explores that in their work. Do you believe in soulmates? Do you believe in love at first sight or are those toxic notions? Um, I feel like... I guess to me, like, love doesn't necessarily mean that it's your lifetime love. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I feel like, and I, and I do think that you can find a soulmate, but I don't necessarily think that there's only one, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I think that when you sort of fall for someone instantly, I would say that's more passion and lust fascination driven there's like that sort of mystery there but I don't think yeah but I don't think you can call it love until you've seen a whole person and like like oh you do this oh I'm not sure I like that about you Mm -hmm. but I still love you like Mm -hmm. I still want to um be with you and then I feel like there's so many different ways that love can be but for me now that I'm like okay this is this is real love this is the real shit with Charlie and I think for me the feeling is I never want to ever do anything to hurt him or disrespect him I never feel the need to have like the power in the relationship or there's never like a oh he did that so I'm I'm gonna do this like it's just no it's just like vulnerable and honest and I still get jealous sometimes I still have moments of like do you even love me? <laughs> you know? I think that's but it's healthy. Like, yeah, but but I feel, but I still, but what I know is like, I always want to make him happy. And I think that is like love to me. Like I res- really respect him and I feel really respected back. Respect is my yeah. number one thing. I think that's the number one thing. It's no, not mm-hmm. only the hottest thing, 
but it's also um, the thing that makes us not want to uh, act out in those childish ways mm-hmm. of like, I want to test you. I want to yeah. play this game with you. Because I've done all that in my life. Like I've been a shitty person in relationships. I've been treated badly. Like just... I've done it all, <laughs> yeah. you know, back and forth. Which, thank God, as you so, should. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. Have, if, I mean, you if Charlie came it. along, you have yeah. to have contrast. Yeah. So yeah. that when the right, when Charlie does come along, you actually can appreciate it. You're like, oh, you're being good to me? That yeah. feels great. Uh, yeah, like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's, that's really fascinating to me because, um, you know, I just grapple with this uh, uh, sort of, what love means and whether it should be what people always say like relationships take work I I really Mm -hmm. vacillate back and forth on that but I remember um uh, in my not last special the special before I did a thing no three three ago I did this um did a joke about love where uh I said um I think the definition of love is being willing to die for someone that you yourself want to kill. <laughs> yeah. You know I what I mean? Like, like if, if a burglar came into the house with a gun to kill you, you'd be like, stop. Yeah. Let me do it. Can I do it? Since yeah. you're here, can I just do it? <laughs> like if this is going to go down anyway, I think it's that. It's like that tolerance of the things that that on someone else you would think was annoying or frustrating. It's just everything's just worth it. Yeah. And you're not even consciously having to go like, you're choosing your battles in a way that's unconscious. You're like, that's not even worth it. I don't even want to spend, waste his time exactly. on this. Exactly. And kind of like, I know, I know it's not coming from a bad place. So that's not, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, you just know you want to keep it good. So you're not like, I guess it's just like, you don't, I don't question it. And I never think about it being work. I'm never like, oh, it's, it's supposed to be hard work. It can't always be easy. I never feel like if things, if we're having like a moment where it's like, doesn't feel great then it's like usually it's like outside circumstances rarely between us it's like something in the vicinity of us so like the world or work or whatever it's usually not between him and me where it's like something is is bad that's going on but I do and I do think it also helps us that like we do spend some time apart we're Mm -hmm. like obviously we've been together a lot now which has been amazing but we have no problem with being away from each other for a few weeks at a time or like a month at a time and that also, you know, trust obviously plays That's in, huge. you know. But I think that also is like important to be your own people, even if you love to be together, to like not be nervous about being doing things separately. Like that also is a huge, um, and that I think is way more common in Sweden than here. Yeah. Like, for example, a small thing, but like when you go to weddings, like big birthday parties or something in Sweden, and they do like a. Uh, like planned seating you never sit with your date or your person you come with so you're just like everyone's spread out a prank a prank a prank (laughs) let's make sure we're happy let's make our friends cheat on each other psychotic no but that's what I mean you don't like assume that that's gonna happen you don't think of men and women being friends as like they're gonna cheat together can I tell you (laughs) I I dated a couple English guys it is Europe in general guys just have friends that are all girls (laughs) And you're like, what yeah. are you doing? Like, and my brain is like, well, you have to be having sex with them, and and, and it's my sexism because they're like, why yeah. do you think I've I would never thought that ever? Like, I have so many, I have more guy friends than I'm girlfriends. Like, well, you must be sleeping with her. And she's like, well, then you're implying that she's nothing but a physical object. You're the one yeah. that's sexist. I think yeah. she's interesting and cool, and I'm like, impossible, yeah. <laughs> impossible. She I can't be. Like, a, she's hot too. You can't be friends with a hawker. Yes, you must be having sex no. with her all the time, or want to have sex with. Her. Like, it doesn't compute to me that a guy would want to have a platonic relationship with a beautiful woman well I think that's and that's I think is maybe more common here yeah, but I would very. I never had that thought like of course you, you like can tell everyone's gorgeous everyone's gorgeous so and their no. friends <laughs> no, no, like but, no. no but I never have that like 
um like I, I Charlie has a lot of girlfriends and like I'm really close friends with them now too so it's just and the same with my 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 male friends they're just all yeah I think I think he we're just I mean he's from New Zealand maybe it's similar over there too but mm-hmm. we both were like kind of we were talking that with our American friends they're like I think it's more rare here in general that that's like it's it's less common to be um kind of a mixed group of friends or when yeah. you're in a couple at least you kind of sort of swing <laughs> swing or <laughs> yeah, you, you swing cheat together on each, each other with one person with another one person <laughs> or like you kind of lose touch with your friends from op- from a different gotcha. gender i think that's changing though with like you know over like n- the younger generation i think it's way more just a mix of everyone's friends with everybody right 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 we <laughs> don't see gender everybody. yeah yeah <laughs> and that's fascinating to me because I, I i've been reluctant to bring this up but i i think i'm taking a page uh, out of your book and I'm going to be fearless about what I've been thinking, which is I think about how um, brilliantly you convey and and create this catharsis around our like deepest carnal desires, taking away the judgment. Mm. It doesn't matter like if what Christians think, what, Jew, what, what anything socially constructed is, I feel jealous. I feel heartbroken. I'm addicted to this person even though they're bad for me. Mm. Like I want to do all these other things to self-soothe. Like all, there's no judgment on it, right? But as asking for a friend, um, <laughs> in terms of being married, do you ever worry about, you know, I don't, I used to worry about the other person. Mm-hmm. I don't trust you. You're going to cheat on me because that was my low self-worth. Mm-hmm. That was me. I I had low self-esteem in terms of the person I picked, the person I thought I deserved, and then myself. Why would anyone want to be faithful to me? I'm garbage, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't have that anymore. My thing good, now good. is if you mm-hmm. cheat on me, Godspeed. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I Enjoy your feel life so bad for it. Like me. you have to go through life <laughs> yeah. being the person that cheated on me. Like pathetic. You're basically the guy that cheated on Halle Berry. Like <laughs> I, I am now at a place where I understand how self-destructive it would be for you to do that. But um, I sometimes worry about just because I have a unconditionally accepting relationship with human nature mm. and our carnal instincts. And I am at a point where I can see attractive people and go like, and be okay with, someone I'm in love with seeing attractive people and not feeling like it's a threat. Do you ever worry about your own, like the beast inside us that is like constantly searching for dopamine and searching for oxytocin and a thrill and adrenaline? Um, I don't, not, not yet. Like I'll, I'll be like, I think we talk about this so much too. Like we will check out hot people together and it's not, and I think even like, the fact that we so can talk about <laughs> definitely <laughs> <laughs> Whitney coming towards sure yeah totally I'm like what do you Super what hot. do you think <laughs> Charles like ooh I'm like you're not coming hard okay. pass <laughs> um, no but I feel like um, I, we talk about it a lot in terms of like if you ever felt like you wanted to be with someone else just tell me first kind of thing like we can talk about it kind of openly without being so scared of maybe that happening sometime in the future I don't know like I guess it's like a um I've just accepted that maybe one day I'll feel nervous about that but but I I you know hope that I am 10 15 years like still like right now I feel like in 10 15 years I still will not think that that's worth it you know and And what you're saying what I love that you're saying and I just is that like also because 
you know, I feel like I've gotten all that out of my system. Mm-hmm. That's a very sophisticated way of saying I was a whore. Yeah, um, I mean, I was a whore too. Yeah, but so yeah, <laughs> it was just you know, <laughs> it is the best way. Thank yeah. God, because now yeah. I have no instinct to cheat. I know how that ends. I know what that is. Like, yeah, and I think we're stumbling upon kind of what love means, which is sort of the that is not worth hurting you for one second. Yeah. Whatever that is, whatever my neurochemicals want, whatever my ovaries are saying, like procreate with that person or that person has tattoos, like marry him (laughs) or, you know, whatever. Like um, he is a malignant narcissist, procreate with him. Like all those, I have such a um, sort of um, friendly relationship with my shadow and my Mm. sort of deepest, darkest thoughts, which I'm able to go like, that's just human nature. That's just yeah. my body. That's just like the species trying to procreate. That's just my brain trying to trick me into procreating with someone that's tall. That's exactly, all that yeah. is. And, and I think that's what like is cool. I, I think once you can actually talk to each other about like, and also like check other people out together without that having to be a threat. You know, like every, yeah. just because another person's hot doesn't mean that that makes you any less hot. Like no. it's just kind of that, doesn't mean that the person that you are with is like, oh, why am I with you? I really wish I was with that random person walking by me right now. Like that, maybe the... And I love that you're saying this because I realized, I used to think the dream is a guy who's in love with me and thinks every other woman is heinous. And then you... It's just not how it works. Why would you want that? (laughs) No, I want you to think that that woman's beautiful and that she's gorgeous. You don't think she's gorgeous? Oh, you're a shallow asshole. I -hmm. want you to think every woman is gorgeous, maybe for different reasons. But I realized like, oh in my jealousy and my need to be the only one because yeah. I'm so afraid of being abandoned because I have such low self-worth that I think that I'm, you know, mm. that sane people would would sort of trash this. That would be more reflection on their own limitations, you know, than mine. But the idea that I'm like, I don't want him to think any women are stunning. I want him to think all these, because all these women are stunning. Yeah. You don't think, so and that is the other fight. Oh, you don't yeah. think she's pretty? What do you, you mean? Don't think she's pretty? She's gorgeous. So you don't think I'm pretty? Okay, so yeah, it's just the whole thing. Of like I'm the only person yeah. you think is pretty. That's shallow. I mean, I don't. But I think, but I think that's the, the 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 key to it for me is really just like not not being like enjoying other hot people with him or like you know checking them out together and it's like oh look how hot she is like oh yeah she's really hot or like look at his abs like oh his abs are great yeah, don't <laughs> want to marry that guy don't want no. to destroy this over the guy with the chain wallet no exactly but we can say that for a second you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> sort of like I'm so picturing this guy with the tattoos and the chain wallet and everything <laughs> just um, like when I was 25 yeah. that would have been a, a yeah. I would have given him six months of my life yeah but I also think that like I it, I also had such tr- I think because myself I I used to cheat I used to have you know, untoward thoughts. I used Mm. to do shady things. So I would project onto other people. I would assume everybody else was as sneaky as I was or as, um, you know, surreptitious as I was. And it took me a while because I used to get very jealous of guys watching porn. And, you know, now I'm like, great. Like, go learn some new moves. That benefits me. You know, I might want something with a bit more of a story. Yeah, but I, would I can do that like on my there time. To be a beginning. You're like, I am a filmmaker. <laughs> yeah. I would just like the the cinematography just to be a little better. I don't know if I believe this enough. <laughs> I'm buying it. I do think she's crying and not supposed yeah. to be. Um, I feel like I've never really had a problem with um, boyfriends watching porn or whatever. But but I think I uh, I can I quite like porn sometimes. But there's definitely like a limit where I'm like, well, this just isn't for me. Like I'm not like mm-hmm. this is not like. I'm not feeling this is a sexy moment. No. Well, but com- there's some porn is amazing. So like, you know. There's some porn. Well, porn, there's, there's this just new, so much of it. There's so much of it. And there's this new trend where yeah. 
there's like funny porn that I hate. I hate that <laughs> no, shit. I love that. I <laughs> hate that shit where it's like someone walks in and someone else and it's like it's like the three stooges. They're like, oh my God. And you're like, dude, this bad acting is drying up my pussy in a way that is like <laughs> no, this, shocking. This is true. It's like, but I just, I kind of watch that just because it's funny, you know, because it's like, it's not turning me on. But like watching, you know, the like blow up T-Rex costume that you can get. <laughs> there's like porn with that when there's a, a, a girl on a hoverboard getting chased by that. And then he's like, rah, rah, and then he like bangs her in this outfit. And it's so funny, but I can't. Like, it's not sexy at all. It's just hilarious. But there's something watch. nice about that because you're not distracted by the goatee or like he's so much older than her or like no like, exactly hey, what's that tattoo it says yeah. mom like it's because to me I find I, I get distracted very easily and if I start to worry about anyone worry about the goatee <laughs> or when I start looking at the background of like that's an Ikea bed it looks like it's gonna break I've yeah. been through this yeah. like you got you know um, but yeah there's something nice about it being um, oddly inhuman mm-hmm. or at least on, under a disguise in a way yeah I think that's like why also maybe why it's like uh, also you know i think you know the girls are usually just way more beautiful than the guys yes, in porn always. just like in general so if a if a guy is just really turning me off even if the girl's turning me on i have a hard time getting into it because i'm I mean, just like you, you're not because you're, you're like not made for her <laughs> this is not fair no it gets very frustrating sometimes <laughs> um but I think for me, it also took me a while to have enough respect for either the person I'm with or just men in general to go, just because you're watching this for 20 minutes, whatever, that's generous. Um, just because you're watching this doesn't mean you're like, she's the love of my life. Like, no. I want her. Like, there's not, Yeah, that's not what's happening. No, no. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I You barely fell in love with me. It took me <laughs> a year and a half to get you to realize how amazing I am. You're not going to fall in love with her after 30 no, seconds exactly, of her bad exactly. acting. So it took me so long to not be threatened by that. Mm. Um, and then I also want to ask you, because watching your videos and listening to your music, I have this, this frustration that's like, how does she know when she's done with a song? Because uh, this yeah. is such an eternal uh, sort of human nature. There's so much to say on this. Like, do you ever, how do you know what's pencils down? It's, um, it's definitely... You can, I, mean, I feel like you can work on a song forever, especially when it comes to like the production and sort of like the little details. Like you can, you can like tweak it for forever. But there is a feeling of like, I think especially with, um, with the, the lyrics where I just like, because you know, there's so much that needs to, to connect. Like the lyrics need to be the best possible version of the melody together. And like it has to all be work so perfectly as as one body of work so I think once you feel like oh I got to say I mean it's really hard to like you said like have tell this story that's massive in like you know three minutes or like in in one sentence you explain this huge feeling that people all share right right so it's it's hard to to know but I feel like once I'm on a roll with what I want to say I kind of picture a scenario play out in my head like the story I want to tell and so then and it can be like a quick moment or it's like you know a, a lifetime thing or just like a thought but I, once I have that once I can see it in my head then I know I can kind of finish it to where it's like okay this is where the story ends kind right. of thing this is where the scenario ends and usually I can't if I don't have the um, lyrical sort of the concept or the storyline or like the the emotion I want to write about I have a really hard time just like 
finishing the song like that needs to kind of be there for me to even come up with melodies I need to have like a this is what I want to say so I'm starting in that end now I know the tone of the song and so we can build around that but just like kind of sometimes you know I just improvise melodies over a track and then I'm like but what does it mean though like I don't even know what these melodies mean because they have to be connected to the lyrics for me and that a lot of people work very differently to that but I I really need the connection between the two to really be able to feel like it's going to be something that means something to me. Yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. No, it does <laughs> answer my question because there's times where you'll have such a um a lyric that is so is such a labyrinth and is so like I know what you mean now that I feel you singing it and mm. I see what you're doing but if I just saw it on a piece of paper, I would like my brain, maybe it's because I'm a comedian. I'm like, I need to explain this more. They're not going to yeah, get this. Yeah. It's too vague or it's yeah. too opaque, but that's what's so great about it. Yeah. And I think that's the, but it's funny though. Sometimes the more personal you get, the broader it gets the in a weird way. Like, it it, is, yeah, yeah, it's like people can really like, oh, I know that exact moment. Cause usually you're rarely alone in your experience. You know, so many people, especially when it comes to love, like I think so many people have been through everything that I've been through. So, if I, even when I get very personal and specific, a lot of people will still be like, I know exactly, that's exactly what happened to me. Like you, yes. and that's like my favorite compliment. Like you put words to my emotions. That's like my, oh, you know, that means so much to me when, when like fans come up to me and tell me that. It's just like a really special thing because that is what I needed music for when I was little. Like that's what helped me to just like understand that, oh, music is my thing. I wish <laughs> you know? people come up to you and they're like, habits put words yeah. to my I wish <laughs> yeah. you would just I wish you would just be like, pull your shit together. Yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> that was just really? a song. Yeah. <laughs> pull it together, you wreck. Oh. Can I ask you as someone that has, you know, I, I hate calling them mistakes. I hate saying we made bad decisions or you know, mm. in our twenties, early twenties, like we were just like bumper cars. Just like, is yeah. this right? Is this right? Like yeah. you have to you, try it out. Yes. And it should <laughs> be sorry painful and awkward and weird and confusing and you know those are all so important you know I think that you know as you know we talk a lot about addiction on this show but I think Americans specifically and then addicts and really emotional people we believe that we deserve to be having fun all the time everything should be easy and fun Mm -hmm. all the time we need contrast and I think it's it it if anyone had told me this when I was in my 20s, it would, I would have been like, shut up, you old lady. But, you know, that's, <laughs> you don't know. that's the time to feel all the feelings and to, yeah. you, know, you know, bump your knees on all the, the coffee tables of life, right? And yeah. so that was not profound, but kind of also at the same time <laughs> was. And I'm curious, we talk about this on the show a lot. Um, I always want people to take away, you know, things and to be able to pass on wisdom. And I wish it existed or I wish people were talking about it on podcasts when I was younger, but what do you find are some red flags in people of uh, uh, romantic friends just in general? And I'll give you a second to think about it. Mine vary everything from rude to wait staff to Big one. Yeah. huge. Big one. Huge. Like, because mm. sometimes people tell us who they are and we just don't want to listen because yeah. we're too addicted to our version of the story yeah. or and you like want to think the best of them so you're like oh I probably didn't mean that you or know? we're too chemically <laughs> addicted to yeah. get out yeah yet. so we yeah. have to go like oh he was having a bad day or she was you know yeah. on her period or whatever we have to do to stay in the sick yeah. thing but I'm just curious for the people that are able to see red flags and you turn I'm not one of them but I always like to <laughs> sort well, of I, I think um, someone that always says their exes are crazy 
all their exes are crazy, yet they've done nothing, nothing wrong. wrong. <laughs> but they're the common denominator. Yeah. My ex is a stalker. My ex is crazy. She yeah. was a psycho. Well, then why were you there for four years? Yeah. So she was and such a psycho. And they're like, oh yeah, and the one before was even more crazy. And you're like, I see a pattern in you here. And yes. I don't know. Um, no, but I would say, for me, it's like, if you start to feel bad about yourself then there's something wrong with like if they if they're li if they make comments or like little just little things they say about you or like question you in a way that you start to question yourself and feel mm. bad about who you are like of course you can always like help to better each other but you know there's a level of that like all of a sudden you start to think you're ugly all of a sudden you don't like your style all of a sudden you're like is my hair actually really you know if there's like if they start to pick away at you and you know but hide it in some little like package of like trying I'm just to trying help. to make you better yeah. or like you know that I think is a red flag because that is really just someone who is trying to manipulate you to make you believe that they have all the answers and you're never really right <laughs> and like you're totally. yeah that's like and I've been in a relationship like that and that was really like I remember coming out of it and be like what like I really started questioning everything about myself and like doubting every sort of emotion thought like action mm. that I was just a bad person gaslighting yeah and I think that to me like once you start if you are seeing someone you start to feel a couple months in like just feel bad about yourself or like things you used to like about yourself you start to be insecure about like mm -hmm. that's a big red flag that's I think. huge because yeah. I, it's I, subtle but it's like I was <laughs> hesitant to say this earlier because it sounded like narcissistic or selfish or something but I think what you're hitting on is is when I think about love, I'm like, it, stop thinking about the other person. Because when we're mm -hmm. like, I love this person. He does this. She does this. She's like this. And she's like, but who are you? When yeah. you're around? Are you the best version of yourself? Do you, yes. you know, are you the best version of who you are when yeah. you're with them? It's not about them. It's about who you are yeah. when you're with them. Are you doubting yourself? Do you feel insecure? Do you have a pit in your stomach? Yeah. Are you like putting makeup on under the table? You know, are you putting makeup on when you wake up yeah. and getting back in the bed? And like, you know. And are you nervous about being yourself? Do you nervous. feel embarrassed of your being yourself? I think or that's shame. like, yeah. If you feel ashamed. Yeah. or like you know um you did you know or like you're not enough or like every day you're auditioning for that person's approval yes you should have booked yeah. the job you got the job mm -hmm. you shouldn't feel like you're fighting for the job no, every day exactly yeah and I think that's something I didn't understand because I got very confused when people say relationships take work and I was like oh I guess that just means every day yeah. I have to work for this person's approval and, and you want to be also like working on I mean, I think that sometimes, because I know, like, I'm obviously, I think being an artist, you have to be a little bit of a narcissist, <laughs> you know, like, want attention and, like, be kind of, like, it, it, it takes a certain kind of mind if, if you want to be on stage in front of a bunch of people who are, like, singing back the words you wrote and you, like, feel amazing about it. I know, but it's, like, it's like comedians. <laughs> it's like we get up in front of people. They're not yeah, allowed to you talk get back. Yeah. If you do speak, a security guard will remove you. Yeah. Uh, uh, everyone needs to listen to me talk about how big of a piece of shit I am. Exactly. So you get a piece you know of shit exactly what I'm in talking the center about. of the universe. You yeah. need to pay money yeah. to watch like, me talk about my about flaws. It's about me. Yeah. I'm talking about me. Singing about me, me, me. So I think that that is like you have to have some of that but I, but I still think like then when you're in your like normal life obviously you want to have like equal relationships with people so I feel like if you so I think that like plays into it so if you're with someone who's a bit 
manipulative and try to cut you down at first you don't want to be like no I'm great you're like okay maybe this is something I need to yeah. pay attention to or listen to or like you know maybe I need to work on myself because we all do because you're not a narcissist um, and you can handle feedback yeah. which yeah. is like to me the hardest thing I think as you get super successful famous is to surround yourself with people that still keep you oh, sure. on the ground yeah. or just still treat you like you know a human being but also build you up and make yeah. you, you know, so it's a tricky balance of someone. For sure. I definitely have made sure to keep people in my life who are hard on me and who like, will just be honest and just be like, especially when it comes to the music and the creative and kind of like, or also in general, just assume it has a human being. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. To like kind of make sure that you remember like who you are and what you're about and like not to... Um, get caught up in it all, basically. And to not yeah. get stuck in who you were. Like, I'm really yeah. excited, like, as I, like, listen to your music and watch, you know, I think that as artists, it's the instinct is to go, like, this thing worked, I'm going to keep doing this thing. Yeah, no, you, you have know, to evolve. You have yeah. to, write And, like, let like your audience will, root, is rooting for you mm -hmm. to grow. And I think it's taken me a long time to learn, like, oh, I don't only have to talk about how, you know, shitty my childhood was or how bad men have been to me or I don't have to only be broken for mm -hmm. them to like me. And because I think for the longest time, I was like, well, that's what makes me funny. That's what makes me. But the whole point of all this is to grow and to triumph over yeah. it. And when I triumph, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, you think you're better than us now that you've, you know. Yeah. I'm like, no, trust me. I'm still a piece of shit. I still have to, like, get drunk strangers to like me to feel good about yeah. myself. Like, we're fine. But there is something so cool about how different each of your albums are in terms of reflecting like where you are at the time instead mm -hmm. of going like I'm going to go back to that same well that worked in the beginning yeah. like is that a scary thing I haven't thing mentioned bathtub once since I've been but do you ever feel like because there is a coziness to that dysfunctional place because you mm -hmm. get attention and you so many people relate to it people generally are less interested and in, maybe this is just in a, a personal thing when things are going well people are generally yeah, well, like just when, when someone's perfect it's not perfection isn't interesting because it just isn't a thing you yeah. know what I mean like so basically when someone's just portraying this like polished you know perfect shiny clean surface that is like I've never made a mistake in my life yeah, and yeah, I am yeah. this like professional you know, of course, that can be impressive, but I think there needs to be a nerve and vulnerability there that will like share the human side of you. And when mm -hmm. you don't want to show that, I think that makes it really hard for people to really connect with uh, what you're saying. And so, like, I, but I feel like I'm still all of that. Like, I still like have many moments where like just pull yourself together come on like even yeah. you know like I definitely have moments where I just go off the rails in various ways you know yeah. so I just that's just who I am as a person I'm, I'll never be yeah. yeah and so that's and so I feel like I always will put that in my music because otherwise like it won't make sense to me like it won't give me anything to it's try an, and portray something but to me this is an art this is like I love this because it's it's like you're like I need to pull myself together meanwhile mm -hmm. People in raccoon hats are storming the Capitol and they think they nailed it. Like they think they just killed that task. And you're like, I didn't handle that well. I probably should have been nicer over email. Like the fact that we beat ourselves up over things that we kind of nail, we're kind of nailing it. Meanwhile, there's all these like ignorant people that are like, killed it. Mm. It's like, dude. So um, that's true. There's something so sort of like fascinating about that. Um, yeah. I also think that. Um, and 
stop me if this is like not the right direction. But as someone I do, I have been, don't want to brag, don't be <laughs> jealous. I have been, I was diagnosed as being addicted, uh, uh, having love addiction. So it's something oh. that you can go in and out of. It's essentially like, you know, in my case, meeting someone that was the perfect mix of the negative qualities of my primary caretakers, the perfect, recreated my childhood circumstance, neurological cocktail perfectly mm. the feeling of abandon the feeling of needing to please and needing to walk on eggshells and constantly like, you yeah. know it was an addictive relationship and that how we define it essentially is that to continue to do something despite negative consequences or when something stops being fun mm -hmm. yet you can't remove yourself from the situation like I drove over there every day going like we're gonna fight and this is miserable and I want to get out of this but you just like you physically just like stay you just like something in your body is just telling you to stay you get addicted not, to a yeah. person Yeah. which is like yeah. like this is you know it's like having a cigarette when you're addicted to cigarettes it's like mm -hmm. I know this is bad for me but this is satiating this screwed up yeah. neurochemical normal that I have it's my homeostasis like yeah. I'm not saying it's good it's just I feel comfortable in this briar patch of, mm -hmm. of a nightmare and so I, I feel and, and, and this is me projecting onto to habits but I think it was the first time I was like Thank God someone is like, whether you intended to do it or not, mm -hmm. describing the addictive relate because we can get addicted to people. Yeah. We can get addicted to the neurochemicals that people cause us. Mm -hmm. Even when they're hurting us, it gives us adrenaline. Adrenaline turns into dopamine. You know, we want to And you we just can't focus on anything else. It's the only thing on your obsession. mind. And I will say that like I do think that with with, with Charlie sometimes like we're so great now. But if, if things went bad between us, it would be hell because I am album. addicted to it. A great album. <laughs> a great, great album. <laughs> but, I would, but I would be um, like, because I am addicted to him. You know, I can know, I do know that. Like if, if it's like, if we have a fight, it's like all I think about. Yeah. And he's even like, he's so good at fighting because he's still like reasonable and respectful to me, which makes me even angrier. Oh God, that's the worst. <laughs> When you like go to break up with someone and they handle it so well, you're like, well, now I'm in love with you again because of the way you handle it. Oh, um, no, but, but, but he's just like, he is, yeah, I just, you know, he just is very good at dealing with stuff. Um, I mean, don't trust me. He's, he's a fucking weirdo too. Like we're both, you know, have our, weirdness together which is great I saw your wedding I, photos yeah, yeah which by the way <laughs> never been more jealous like French. it was perfect it was perfect I did Where not did know I wanted that, that wedding dress? I never even wanted to get married and I didn't know how much I would love Everyone having a wedding Everyone in marriage says that so yeah. just I'm just saying common denominator yeah. is like I find the people that are like I want to get married I'm putting all this pressure on people yeah. when you're not looking it sounds cliche or like some stupid platitude but when you're not But it's true <laughs> Yes because you weren't focused on getting a result out of someone No you know, After I froze my eggs I found myself I realized that I was I was meeting someone. I'd be like, are you a good father? Like, yeah. are you going to be? And it was like, that's not fair to someone you're on they're a like, second whoa, date with. Yeah, when you're going and being like, are you my husband? It's like, Jesus. Like, I wouldn't Are you going to marry me eventually? Yeah, Is like, that what are we doing? What are we even yeah. doing? Like, if you go in that results oriented. It's like, what's your middle name again? I just Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Who cares? Yeah. We'll give you a new one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change everything about you anyway to make you fit who I need. Um, so it's like going in with that, like, um, uh, like flip that man. Like, mm -hmm. we're going to flip that house. Like, going in, like, needing results it's so selfish and it's so vampiric and exploitative and and I you'll end up so unhappy I think because you yes. like you, you must be so stressed yourself whether it's the 
the man or the woman kind of going in with like, this is the goal and this is what I have to reach with you. And if you don't get to where I want you, if this doesn't get to where we're supposed to be, if we don't get married, the ultimatum, I just think it, it just like sets this, it starts you off in such a negative energy place where it's just like, you're always going to think like, did you really want this? But did you also, really want this? You like, forced mm-hmm. it and, and yes, what you chase, you chase away. And mm-hmm. then when you do force something, you always question, did you just do this because I forced you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so, um, but I think there's something so fascinating about that because it's also, you're not a complete person. You're not full yet. If you find yourself going like, I need you, it, mm-hmm. it should be, I want you, yeah. not I need you. Yeah. And um, yeah, when you go in with this idea of what the other person should be, or start to shape shift to try to be what you think the other mm-hmm. person wants, you're starting it on a lie and you're forcing it. And then the jig will be up at some point. And yeah, that's what yeah. I find when things get toxic. When it's like, I pretended to be this person this whole time and I'm not jealous and I'm not going to go through your phone and I'm mm-hmm. this and I'm super chill and I eat wings and I just like whatever, <laughs> drink beer and I'll like hang out with your friends and like I go bowling and like three months in, I'm like, I hate bowling. I can't do this again. And he's like, well, you don't like me for who I am. It's yeah. like, well, you never showed me who you are. That's mm-hmm. your fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's my fault for being so wildly inauthentic and presenting this like fake version of myself that I think you'll like so I can get this result that I don't even know if I want it based becomes on some t- like arbitrary un- timeline. It's just like an unattainable project. It like turns the person that you're supposed to share something with like into a project. And that's just really dangerous, I think. And it just, both of you just end up being unhappy with each other and yeah. feeling tricked. And yes. like Yeah. And yes. so it like becomes this such a like, it just yeah it's just toxic and, yeah. and you see it a lot I think and, and I think especially when someone starts to feel like I should be in a serious relationship by now mm-hmm. and I think that's when you can kind of start to see that sort of the goal starts you, you're like this is where I need to be in mm-hmm. five years and then you yes. kind of like aim for that and then the person just has to come along or not you know like yeah it's, and I think it's like it's like you said before like who are you in this relationship like kind of make sure that you check in with yourself that you're not always trying to fix or adapt or like your focus isn't always on the other person that you also yeah like give yourself some time to be like wait is this really do I really want to go bowling no I I don't like actually I don't like bowling do you mind going with your friends I'll meet you after (laughs) the small little things anyone can get a strike it requires (laughs) no skill I actually am so bad at bowling. It's like the worst. Because <laughs> if, unless well, I'm really drunk. If then the I, pro- then yeah, I was going to say, the le- I don't yeah. believe something should be a sport. If the less you try, the better you are. <laughs> That's what it is in bowling. The harder you try, the worse your chances. Where if you're just drunk and like throw it, it's like strike. And you're like, That's not, yeah. this shouldn't be a sport. That was an accidental victory. This feels wrong. Yeah, what is this, yeah. Hollywood? And so, <laughs> but I do though feel like the one thing we, the word we don't use about relationships, which lets us get off the hook we don't have to beat ourselves up and go I'm such a bad person I made a mistake sometimes relationships are just addictive yeah the drama the 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 wondering the chasing the worrying it recreates some childhood circumstances or like you know switches on some primal you know uh uh, um you know switch that releases adrenaline and adrenaline turns into dopamine and like we don't have to be like I'm in these fucked up things and also you could just be addicted to something sometimes it just happens and you I think like I think that's like the it's so easy to give logical reasonable advice about what someone should do who's in a relationship that they can't get out of or who's like acting you know uh, acting in a way that's not like gonna you know help the relationship or whatever but when like love isn't logical so Mm -hmm. like you can't even how much you're trying to reason with someone like you just it's not you're not gonna 
act the way that you even that you know that you should because it's yes. just not how you're feeling so it takes so much like practice and like you know like you talking to yourself and like talking to your friends or talking to a therapist to like really kind of get your mind out of that downward dark spiral where you kind mm -hmm. of end up in the same behavior every time yeah and but also that it's like sometimes it's just like You just end up there and it's okay. You can get out of it. You just have to try. And by the way, they didn't do anything wrong. No. They, they, someone else might be able to have a relationship with them that's not addictive. Yeah. And that, yeah. you know, fine. But I think... It's a combination of the, you two that is yes, right. Yes, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Yeah. Where it's like some people can just do cocaine once a month. Yeah. Like they can do cocaine like a gentleman. Like good for you. Yeah. Some people just can't. Like there's certain guys where it's like, if I see you once... I will ruin everything I've worked so hard for yeah. and we will both sort of self-destruct in a hotel room in Hermosa Beach and <laughs> it will just, everything I've worked so hard for will be lost, we'll be lost yeah. and I will have a shitty tattoo of your name misspelled on my back and we will just be <laughs> gone. Like, it's not your fault. It's not my fault. It's just the confluence Something of Something with you too, yeah. It just, yeah. Worked. it's an allergy. Yeah. It's like they, they describe addiction as an allergy. Like, oh, I have an allergy to alcohol. I have an allergy to heroin because my dopamine receptors can't hold dopamine the same way. It's like, so I like to say with, with girls or boys whatever who still are like pining for that person it's mm -hmm. like oh dude alcoholics want to drink every day they, yeah. they just don't you know what I mean yeah like don't be so mad at yourself for still wanting that person you just have to really stay away <laughs> because like, you know, the way if yeah. I may the way that we were designed was kind of to just get pregnant be with them for a little while and get out of there and yeah. it was like the idea was the way we smell pheromones if you're on yeah. birth control you smell them a little differently but the way we felt, smell pheromones is those those people that are really bad ideas for long term are really good ideas for just procreating they're tall they're strong they have tattoos they take risks like great but that's not what's good for me no. that's good for this child live, that we haven't even had we live so much longer than like where our like instincts and you know animal urges come from so like we live so much longer we're like working with different brains mm -hmm. now so like you can't like you have to like those feelings are still going to be there because they're yeah. part of us as humans but it's like you know um trying to not be so hard on yourself fulfilling them and just like trying to sort of not giving into them every time is a challenge yeah. and that's okay like yeah. it's 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 like part of us so you just have to um Find a way for you to deal with it so you don't hurt yourself, I guess. Or end up in a place where you're not, where you don't want to be. And it's just, and it's also like, yeah, I think to to make it blameless, I think that what that song does, and the only song, the other piece, you know, musical piece that I know of that sort of conveyed that in a way that to me, like, made something click mm -hmm. was, you know, I think to me the greatest music, uh, the greatest comedy, the greatest, is when it which is why I bring up Irreversible so much because it changes you forever. Like you mm -hmm. can't see the world any other way once no, you've seen that, it. You can't go back. No. And and that song, I think part of the reason it was just like the zeitgeist and is like such a, you know, makes your nipples hard when you hear it, frankly, <laughs> um, is, um, you know, the only other song that really helped me sort of understand the intangibles of love addiction was um, A Case of You by Joni Mitchell. Yeah. Where you're just like, oh, right. I could drink a case of you, but like I shouldn't. Mm -hmm. It's that's like the the evil circle of just like going back into that space where you don't like. I mean, you just lose control yeah. basically, and I think that's the hard part though, because like sometimes you know when you go through like a bad heartbreak, being in that state where you kind of have lost control and you're just kind of letting yourself go can mm -hmm. be so freeing and feel really like I'm just gonna do and feel however I want right now because I'm fucking sad and yeah. I'm doing that because I want to but then 
you have that and then you kind of but, but then you get stuck there and then it stops feeling freeing and fun because then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're trapped and then you're in this then it turns into this just more more and more darker negative spiral and you start to kind of you know hurt yourself in a way and the people around you because no one really can rely on you anymore mm-hmm. like your friends don't see you taking care of yourself and that becomes frustrating and it's like and it just that's the thing too like for, for me to kind of stay out of trouble I it's for the other people in my life who I know will be really upset and sad if they don't they can't depend on me or know that I'm okay or like know right. that I take care of myself and I think that's like helped me when I get stuck in those kind of like dark sort of moments and like I, I don't know if I've had that kind of sort of I've been able to pull myself out of a moment where I feel like I'm 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 addicted to it like yeah. um but it's but it's definitely with the help of like the people around me who are like hey mm-hmm. what's up what are yeah. you doing to yourself and then I can like oh you're right I'm here again nope get out you know right and but I I think that what you did obviously you were just being yourself and mm. and and um organically writing and you know but you gave like terminology to these things that I, I think words are so important. I don't have to tell mm. that to a lyricist, but <laughs> but the way that we describe ourselves in relationships, I'm heartbroken. Mm. I'm, he's a bad guy. It's like, no, no, you're just high mm-hmm. and you're going through withdrawals and he just is who he is. He's just bad for you. Yeah. You know, some people can do drink tequila five nights a week and then never pick it up again. Some people can do heroin once. Some people, can, it's like, you're just high. And, and to be able to have you know, women and men have be able to have those tools to be able to say like, oh, no, mm-hmm. no, you're not devastated. Your life's not over. You didn't just lose your soulmate. You're it's just withdrawal. You're just yeah. withdrawing from your addiction. It's like, yeah. it's just, it's kind of that simple. And you know what I think that, what I know that I've, what I do purposefully is that I, is that I rarely go, you did this to me. I'm mainly singing about, I feel this way because of me or like what happened to us. I'm I'm rarely blaming the other person for my sadness or for my heartbreak or for my sort of destructiveness that I'm in I'm just mainly talking about me and my feelings I've done like made a point of that in my music to not put the focus on the other person the focus is on me. Mm-hmm. me, 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 trust me, that's my, it's my focus, I want to ask you about how your husband proposed, if you're willing to admit it, or how yeah, you guys yeah. came on that, <laughs> and then in the short film, Fire Fade, which you made in 2017, mm-hmm. I believe the character said, I don't want to get married and be someone's fucking wife, mm-hmm. just, oh, cur- yeah, yeah, I say, just curious if that was in your vows, um, just curious if that was sort of your stance at the time and kind of your uh, evolution when it comes to sort of commitment mm-hmm. and... Well, so the funny thing is that we... Um, it all is kind of connected and it all happened very fast. Basically, we were together. We've, we, like, we just got married last year, so it's very new. Um, but we... I knew like I want to be with him for the rest of my life. I don't want to get married. And he is similar mindset. Like, I don't need to get married. I'm like, I don't really. Can I just ask mm-hmm. you a question? In Sweden, is 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 there the kind of, after you've been together for two years in your 30s, it's like time to, is there that t- same timeline that we have? It varies a lot, I would say. Like I have, a lot of my friends have kids and are not married. Or mm-hmm. just like have been together for 11 years and just got a kid and they're not, thinking about That's getting so married. so Swedish. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. 
But then I have another group of friends who are a bit more maybe traditional and they all, you know, two years, um, then married, pregnant, like kind of follow the the usual, more traditional structure. But mm-hmm. I would say it's way more common that people aren't married and just have kids and kind of live together. We um, get it. You have health care. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much that. Um, no, but so basically I was going to go to Sweden and shoot this movie, The Emigrants. I was, um, we were kind of like unsure, you know, because of like, okay, I'm going to Sweden. He can't come with me because uh, we're not married. I can't go to New Zealand. What if I can't get back into America? We just had all these mm. kind of feelings of like, just because we're Is not that the that, plot of the immigrants. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, but we're like, why we're not like, it's weird that, you know, we kind of have to be connected in that way to sort of like be able to, to move around the world or like even, you know, me, like if he goes to the hospital, like me you, being you, able to yeah. go with him, like stuff like that. Like if we, I stab him, like I did my baby dolls, <laughs> I want to be able to visit him yeah. in the hospital. And Make sure that he knows that I'm still watching him. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that would be a good way to keep people's attention. As I think g- we should start going, <laughs> ad no, break. No. By the way, that's what we sound like when we're talking. <laughs> right, that's the whole bucket. <laughs> Hello. If you guys know anything about me, you know what? I like to lounge, get in bed, and stay there. Mm-hmm. I like to go to bed where I belong. Mm-hmm. I lay, mm-hmm. I lounge, mm-hmm. I cry, I meditate. Mm-hmm. Every couple weeks, I even sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Brooke Linen has not only enveloped me in the cocoon of its love with its sheets and comforters, now there's a loungewear situation happening. Yeah, we do love the loungewear. We love it so much that we were inspired to make our own Met Gala looks out of all the other comfy, wumpy things Brooke Linen's products have, you know. We didn't end up getting the invite, um, but we did turn some looks. Yeah. Let's see, Emily, Let's, talk, okay. us, talk, talk us through okay, your look. So the angel coming at us right now through the grass is me. And okay. um, I'm wearing a beautiful... Chris Angel? Um, nope. I'm wearing no. a beautiful brooklet sheet. It's soft like butter. Mm-hmm. And underneath it... Ooh, I'm, look how it flows. I know. And Ooh. underneath it, I'm wearing the loungewear because it's so comfortable. It's more comfortable than any kind of, you know, intimate, delicate undergarment. And then underneath true. that, she, you're wearing old granny panties right. from Costco. And then under that is my chastity belt. Right. And so, <laughs> um, And then I have my corset, okay? Okay. And then um, my capelet. And look, look at this. Oh, look this at this vision. Serving. I have on this poofy, poofy bottom made out of a Brooklyn comforter Ooh. that I'm going to reveal away. It's a tear away. Oh, very To let you in away. on all this body yada yada. Yes, uh, please. More, So more. you have a big, uh, what a, is that, a bustle? It's a bustle. Brooklyn it's a bustle. Brooklyn comforter that we have made into a, I would say, a pretty... Uh, Ga- a Cinderella inspired gown here. That really does flow. Look, look at, at that. how you see that. Taking it off over the head. Oh, yeah. Now, look here. Now, now, now it's a jacket. You're <gasps> turning into a jacket. Okay. What can Brooklyn and Comforters not do? <sighs> what can, can they, they not do? do? They're turning into a jacket. Oh, look we, how wow. We don't even stop there. Look how cozy. We take a few more struts. No. And then we're going to lay down for a nap, baby. Oh. Because we got to sleep. We're tired after all this. Oh, Good night. That's, that's fashion at its finest. Good night. We're going to bed. Yes, there you go. Oh, oh here's you. That? Oh, that's oh, me. Okay, that is, that is me. I am wearing, um, because I am really just trying to lean into the Hollywood sexual predator vibes. I'm wearing right. a robe. Right. Off the shoulder. Off the shoulder robe. Great, great, great. <laughs> the, the waist. Yeah, the outfit of um, champion predators. <laughs> um, and then Benton made a very 
uh, uh, grotesquely beautiful bra. Big, the predator, we don't want the predators to get too close to you. Big, oh, that's right, right. Big Madonna energy. Maleficent uh, titties. Some, that's right. Those are magnificent and maleficent titties. Yeah. For everyone else who wants to get glammed up in Brooklyn, and they offer bundle deals on loungewear so you can get more comfort for less money. And if you're looking for more ways to enhance your comfort, check out Brooklyn's candles, eye masks, and accessories to properly celebrate your chill. There's a reason Brooklyn has over 75,000 five-star reviews and counting. So go on. Get comfortable and get it for less at Brooklyn and go to brooklinen.com and use promo code Whitney to get $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter the promo code Whitney for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's brooklinen.com, promo code Whitney. You guys always ask me about my skin and why if my face looks good at all, it's because I sleep and Brooklinen is the only reason I can. Man, I can't. I, it's enough with everyone talking about how great my butt looks. It's I know. Exhausting. I was just thinking that. Benton talks about it constantly. Well, <laughs> that's my thing. Well, look, my butt ha- is going places. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah, migrating north. I mean, it is thanks to the hydro rowing machine. My butt is what uh, the kids like to call is um, switching. Oh, did they say that? They say your butt, you're switching. Oh. Switch, switch, oh. switch. You ain't, you ain't sneaking up on nobody with that thing clapping. No <laughs> clapping. <laughs> everyone, I walk around and everyone's like, is there a, is there a performance happening? She said, I happening? live for the applause, applause. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have a gym here at Good For You, which is pretty impressive, <laughs> except for the fact that None of us really know how to use anything. Of all I thought equipment. you did a good job. In the gym. Yeah. yeah. Look, look, at how, look at how this team tries to... to Gets the core. There's Emily drinking. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. That's not how you use a treadmill, Emily. You're now, I don't, what you, do you, you don't even know what that is. Oh, look, he's step dancing. That's not how you use that. But Hydro, we know how to use. Yep. There's a teacher. Self-explanatory. See, Hydro, no, there's no way to mess it up. You can't mess it there's up. There's no, you can't go wrong. There are instructors. There are other people in the same class as you mm-hmm. that are giving you some healthy competition, mm-hmm. good motivation. I need that. Mm-hmm. It's timed so you can't cheat. Right. You can't get a walk. See, to me, the Hydro is the only thing that is in the gym that I can use without getting distracted and going on texting on my phone and getting on it you know what I mean? like right, right, after right. like one rep of something i'll just like wander off and get on my phone and then 30 minutes has passed right yeah. and yeah. so you feel like you're being watched you, yeah the hydro you're on it and you you're you, in it you have to exercise yeah. there's no way out yeah no matter how much of a phone addict you are no matter how like but you just cannot you have to finish it and i love that there is you know you know, Row Lady Four Two Seven from Toledo, who's mm-hmm. sixty nine years old, mm-hmm. who's beating me. Right. I right, need right. that. Yeah. I need to. I need to go. Row, row, row I'm your gonna boat, show baby. you, old lady. You yeah. think you're faster than me? Yeah. Bitch, you're not. I like to compete with um, older people that are nailing it. I made frankly. my profile as that I'm seventy, just to make other people feel bad. <laughs> That's actually kind of a genius idea. Yeah. <laughs> or make it that you're like 20 
to make everybody feel good. Oh, yeah, but I'm not there right now. You can I'm also not, do that. I'm yeah. not happy enough with myself to make other people that happy. Yeah, okay, good. Today's podcast is brought to you by Hydro, a state-of-the-art rowing machine designed to transform the way you work out. Named one of Time Magazine's best inventions of 2020, rowing on the Hydro works up to 86% of your muscles compared with only 44% from cycling. That's twice the benefit in half the time. Hydro's workouts are filmed live outdoors on waterways around the world, from Boston to Seattle to Miami to London, the Touch Me Tour. Plus, one membership comes with unlimited profiles for the whole family, and you'll have all the access to live and on-demand workouts that include rowing, Pilates, yoga, strength, conditioning, and more. Right now, we have a special deal for all Good For You fanatics. They are offering $200 off a hydro rower at hydro.com. Folks, don't be silly. This promo code won't last long. It is only valid through November, and you need a bubble butt by then. <laughs> Thanksgiving is a coming. You better pull it together yeah. so you can have some of that gravy and some of that nog. So go to hydro.com <laughs> right now and use this promo code Whitney. That's hydro, H-Y-D-R-O-W.com. Promo code Whitney. Start making your exes jealous today. You can use promo code Whitney at checkout on hydro.com to save $200 on the rower, a special offer that won't be around that long. No need to inject cement into your butt from Russia. Mm-mm. Get the hydro instead. We were just kind of like, we started talking about it and kind of like joking about it a little bit. Like maybe we just need to get married. He was like, I'm terrified to propose to you because you don't, you don't, like, if you say no, I felt that would be a bit of an awkward moment in our relationship. And I'm like, haha, no. I mean, if there's anyone that I could marry, it'd be you. And we kind of weren't like, we were talking about it as like, is this going to happen? But it was almost more like a practical conversation. And they were both kind of like, ah, maybe we just let this go. Like, you know, but then two weeks later, because I was supposed to leave like in two months, he just like proposed to me out of nowhere. We were literally walking up. We have this little hill that we walk up with um, our dog. And there's so like Swedish. a little so Swedish. No, but this was in this was here. <laughs> I know wherever yeah, you go, yeah. it turns Swedish. Yeah, it turns Swedish. And there's like um, this old log, like an old tree log that you can sit on. And you look out all over all of LA. And I was just sitting there with him. And I think it was like, I was talking shit about someone that I was like, she's so annoying. And me, 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 me. And he was just listening. And then all of a sudden he's like, I think this is the moment. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I think this is the moment when I'm just going to tell you that you're the love of my life and I want to be with you forever. And then he said a bunch of other beautiful things that I can't remember. <laughs> and he it's just like, pulled out a ring. That'd be a great song. That'd be a hit. <laughs> I know, like, do you have your speech to me? <laughs> do you remember um, what you said? I just... No, I just remember that I was like crying and like, what? What is it happening? And I'm like, I didn't know I was going to like to be proposed to this much. And I was like, I'm so cheesy. And I just got really emotional. And then we like laughed and cried. And then, yeah, we were engaged. And then we're like, we kind of have to get married like real soon. Should we just like do it? Just like a, you know, kind of elope thing. And so we decided to go to Vegas. We invited um, the chapel there. Obviously, it was COVID times. They're like the little chapel. We went to the little white chapel in Vegas, and they're like, "You can have. You can be ten people total in the little chapel." Mm-hmm. So we invited our eight of our closest friends, and we both got. You know, he got his like light blue. Uh, so good. 80s kind so of good. <laughs> suit. And I have found that my stylist actually found that um, vintage poofy 80s Ridiculous. dress. Ridiculous. It's just fit me perfectly. So it's Did meant you write to be. Bows? No. So basically. Wow. We. Wow. We basically. Wow. We got a Songwriter can't throw out a no, couple no, no, lines. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was honestly like, I'm not getting paid for this. But no I royalties. realized that I had no idea how to do a wedding. Like I was like, yeah, we we booked the chapel. It was like seventy bucks or something, and we booked like a suite at the hotel. Our friends came. We all we rented DJ gear for the suite. I was like, we had the after party down. But then my friend was like, she's like a my my uh, roommate Jesse. She's like, also we live with three friends, so like it's a collective in our house, which so is Swedish. also cute. Yeah, very Swedish, and she's like. She just like produces big fashion events. She's amazing. She was like, does she need fashion? Does yeah, she, need she needs any? some. Okay, yeah, let yeah, me know. Yeah, if she I'll needs... connect you to. Okay, okay, yeah, thanks. yeah, for sure. Um, but she, she was like, you. Do you have any idea like how do we get to the chapel from the hotel? What do we do for food? I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, we can just order like room service. She's like, well, I looked. The hotel um, doesn't do room service because of COVID. I was like, we can just Uber. She's like, okay, can I just like produce your wedding? I'm like. <laughs> Okay, fine. And she like got this like cute balloon heart thing. She got us a cake, which I didn't even think about. She got like, she got food and she got like a big like white limousine for all of us to ride together, which is way more fun than just like all of us squeezing into different Ubers. Like an Uber pool? Yes. Like what? <laughs> so romantic. Um, but yeah, so we... I got four stars on my <laughs> wedding day. <laughs> I'm like, come on. Uh, no, but we, so we had like on the Friday night, we just like kind of all partied and celebrated. They, our friends were really cute and kind of did like a, almost like a, bachelor bachelorette party for us that they just like threw together they wrote, they wrote us like a rap song that they all performed together it was really awesome <laughs> and I mean we woke up the next day super hungover the ceremony was until 8pm so we were just hanging out all day all getting ready together and then we just like got in the car we were pretty drunk by the time we got to the chapel and it's like this tiny little white chapel in the middle of Vegas. It's the one that's in the hangover. It's that, that one. Yeah, yeah. It's tragic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So just like the tackiest thing you can do. It's a tourist attraction. <laughs> yes. Fully that. It's a racket. And we just kind of like, you know, I walked down. I remember I was standing at the door and like they were all sitting down. Like my friends were already crying because they're super emotional, amazing human beings. And Charlie's standing at the front and he's like, oh, and the, the, the minister or whatever, the guy who was like uh, officiating the wedding, he was like, do you want religious or non-religious? I was like, oh. Charlie, non-religious, right? He's like, yeah, uh, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no religion. <laughs> the guy just, he walks just up like, to the front. like, we've already fucked. What, yeah, what, what would you what do? What do you need? I'm wearing white, I know, but. And so then I walk down the aisle and it's like, you know, 10 seconds of the, of the, the like, wedding song playing on, like, a little CD player. And then, so we were all kind of laughing our way through it. But then once we were standing there and he was like, you know, he actually was super funny and said a lot of just, like, kind of, cute funny cliches and he was I can't remember at all what he said because I was just like am I marrying you right now but so and then it got really emotional actually quite beautiful and romantic and then it was just like I really felt like this is so what I want and so yeah and then we just had we parties till nine in the morning we all just DJed with our friends and dance and we just like had the best time so it was actually pretty perfect I mean our families are like so when's the real one that yeah, does not yep, count yep, yep. like you know my my mom was trying to keep it together like I'm very happy for you and I know it's good that you, you're doing it now but you know I really would love to be there and I'm like I so appreciate you trying to keep it together to not be like why are you doing yeah, this without your me your mom is a therapist and she's like what did I do wrong how does it get better than this in terms of parenting <laughs> god damn it I know but it was like so we're trying to plan like doing something where you know because obviously my family's in Sweden and his is in New Zealand so like where do we do it where it can all be together um, we'll figure it out but uh, it was honestly Iran it was perfect <laughs> it's like somewhere in the middle <laughs> actually LA is like the middle where um, LA LA's, yeah oh, LA yeah, is pretty much the middle direction. yeah 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 but I will say it was perfect I loved it like that's if I 
if I could if 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 I had to get married, which I did, <laughs> then <laughs> that would be the way. <laughs> so this is such an ignorant question. I'm realizing if you get married in America, are you married everywhere else? Yes, but you have to like register it. So like, okay. if I'm like, so he, we were actually in Spain, and Charlie actually ended up in the hospital. Because uh, he got salmonella, which was terrible. From I'm sorry that I'm what? laughing, but from something he ate. But it was. Just <laughs> <laughs> Why are we laughing? This is so dark. Um, he was a good awful. sport, though. But yeah, I felt so bad for him. But but he, that is that's actually mm. love. If you can watch a guy be sick and still want to fuck him, yeah. that's love. <laughs> yes, because they are such babies. I've never known sick. so much about his poo ever so I'm like what consistency is it today and yeah. he's like I do not want to tell you I'm like I need to know so I know that you're okay I'm like yeah. I just need and to know and they make us put their, our fingers up there now <laughs> yeah. so I need to know what I'm dealing yes. with but he was um, but then uh, so in Spain I was like I'm his wife I need to like go in with him and they were like yep they weren't like are you can we see your marriage license it wasn't like that so it's like you are but it's for him to kind of be able to sort of I guess you have to sort of register it still in Sweden and New Zealand to like forward to kind of be like um, Legit real with them or something. What yeah. is going on with your ring? Did he propose with a ring or you did he, that later? We did it later. So he had, he designed this with um, with a friend of his who's oh. a jewelry designer. Thank and you it's, so much. <laughs> See, this is the problem. This is why I can never have a relationship. I have such big <laughs> g- genetically modified food knuckles. American women can't fit because we have GMOs in our food and I ate mostly Lucky Charms till like two years ago. So I can't even, this is what my proposal is going to be like. Will you marry me? I'm like, yes. And it's like, <laughs> I just know it. And I'm like, never mind. I'm too embarrassed. Whoa, <laughs> what is this stone? It's like a salt and pepper diamond, I think. So it's like, a, it looks like a little galaxy inside it. It um, does. Right? Isn't it cool? Yay. Oh he my God. He picked out the stone. He was like, do you want to see what I'm thinking? I'm like, nah, you do it. <laughs> what a gangster. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I'm he obsessed. Knows me. And yeah. then what is he wearing? He's wearing like a, um, it's kind of like a, white gold sort of like more mm-hmm. simple but it's like handmade um, guys are really mm-hmm. into wearing like those like dark black rings now and I'm mm-hmm. I don't I'm like no, I'm happy didn't go with no, that no it's a little <laughs> little um it just doesn't feel as I don't know I, I, for some reason stop trying to be cool there's something yeah, cool about yeah, this yeah, yeah, yes, your life's over yes, yeah. it's over you're married you had a, you had a cool. good run <laughs> yeah. there's no do you know what I'm saying this is not the time really, I'm gonna get a cool ring dude it's over man stop trying to like impress girls with your cool yeah, wedding yeah, ring yeah. like it's a that's, wrap that's true it's not cool dude <laughs> like that those days are over <laughs> stop trying to make this shackle I love that slash yeah. handcuff cool yeah exactly you're not cool you're tied down yeah totally <laughs> so yeah I would have done handcuffs if it wasn't so kinky mm. Okay, I have a couple more questions. I just mm. feel like I, I have to ask you and then I'm going to let you go because I want to talk about bikini porn. Yes. <laughs> this video <laughs> gave me a new lease on life. It yes. made me, you, when I watch your videos, I'm like, I don't, I'm not having enough fun. In my, <laughs> like, I literally, it makes me want to go like have fun. I watch one of your videos and I'm like, should I go to Burning Man? Like I, it yes. makes me, oh. <laughs> I'm like, she's having the most fun. So this is a video, I'm just curious how you made it because as someone that is in underwear most of the time in my home, mm. and it it really ends, it's going to be a lawsuit one day. <laughs> you get to just make a music video, um, and uh, but was that something that was that was really premeditated, or was that something you shot when you were on tour? No, so it was actually 
the song was kind of part of, you know, like um, the sort of deluxe of Sunshine Kitty. Yeah. So it's okay. This is a really cool song that um, Phineas, who I love, produced. It was Billie Eilish's brother. No big whoop. It was like, I was like, yes. What's what's big whoop? Do you like this one? And he's like, yeah. Can I produce it? I'm like, yes. (laughs) That's what I hope for. What's big whoop Um, in Swedish? Big whoop. Um, (laughs) What would I say? It's like sarcastically like, oh, yeah. I think it would be, I think it would almost be like, what would it be? Oh, cool. Kind of like that. Cool. It's like, oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's more the delivery. Yeah. I would say, we don't have a big big whoop. whoop. I I can't think of, I'm sure there is one, but I can't really think of it. You're like, we're not (laughs) shitty about people's accomplishments. We don't say big whoop. We're like, congratulations. We're sincere. I'm really happy for you. I mean it. Oh, God. Yeah, I would not cry there. No, but I, I, um, I think it was, it was actually, well, so me and Charlie started working together at this point and we were, I, I love working with this um, woman, Moni Hayworth, who's an amazing photographer and she's just this, this badass British woman who is, um, she's like crazy and cool and awesome. Uh, and sh- her, she works with this girl, Clyde, who's also is crazy and cool and awesome. And the four of us were kind of like, what can we do? Like what, like if we need to do like kind of um uh, DIY cheap fun video for the song that's just like you know a weird funny cool song and we were just thinking like what if we just go out into Victorville for example and just me running around in bikinis and acting stupid and Moni's like would you be down with that it might be some awkward moments so I'm like I'm down let's do it that's my brand so we just like went into Victorville with like a little VHS camera and they just shot me running around, getting up on trucks and like being awkward around um, people sitting at a bar at 11 a.m. who were like, please get out of my face. Don't talk to me. It was, it's such an amazing video because it's like, you know, it it, it really made me think because I like to overthink and, and get granular and stuff. It's like, there's nothing that people want to see more than a gorgeous woman in a bikini. But if the gorgeous woman in a bikini is having the best time, <laughs> she's annoying. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She can't be having a good time. And she can't be like, not just kind of posing and being sort of like, a t- she has to be more like timid and sort of like allude to the fact that she's like, oh, you know, I I'm, might be a good time. Like, I'm not yeah. doing this for your consumption. Yeah, I'm doing mm-hmm. this for my own enjoyment. Yeah, and yeah. that is disorganizing mm-hmm. to people. It goes from yep. had you walked into one of those convenience stores or, or gas stations or whatever in a bikini and been like, hey, like, you know, everyone's like, stay as long as you want. Yeah. But if you're having fun, <laughs> if a sexy woman is having fun, but you're not extra. allowed. Exactly. Yeah. You're not allowed to have sex with me. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. I'm a nuisance. Yeah. I remember starting out, there was always that feeling of like, oh, you want me to be sexy. And I'm, I, I can hint at that I'm willing to fuck but I'm not allowed to actually just want to fuck and like mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not allowed to be in, in charge of wanting that and so no. but that's changed a lot I feel like you know now I feel that it's not as maybe that's just like you know maybe still hiding <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but but I definitely feel but I, I just remember that I'm like why is it such a big deal that I'm, I'm saying that I want sex like why is that or like why can't I choose that it has to be like Oh, okay. You want to? Okay, then I guess I want to. Like, why is it yes. always about the uh, the the man deciding when it's time for me? Always <laughs> has know? to start as a rape, and then I have yeah. to come around to it. Like, why would you want that? Yeah. But it's like that kind of feeling. Like, 
it's not it's not your you as a woman shouldn't show that you want that because mm-hmm. that's just bad there well, has to be like, a reluctance yeah. to it and yeah. there has to be yeah. a coyness to it it's mm-hmm. like the virgin whore thing i need yeah. you to totally yeah. hate sex mm-hmm. or it's your job mm-hmm. anywhere in between is too confusing yeah because yeah. then i have to like look at your face and read your face and that's yeah. exhausting i have to actually yeah. <laughs> like i have to ask i have to get to know <laughs> you and read social cues and that sounds exhausting um we uh did not finish on immigrants oh, so yes. <laughs> why is this the first this is basically like your first movie that you're in that someone else directed right yes. i mean it's my first like feature film so i was actually really shocked i was um just at home in in LA and I get an email from my Swedish label and they're like, would you be down to audition for this role? And I was like, but that's a real role. What are you talking about? So the movie's based on one of our like really famous novels from the 50s um, and it was made into a movie in the 70s and it's about the Swedes who in like the 1850s migrated to America because of like religious oppression, like poverty and like uh, you know, owning, everyone was owning money to the royal family because all the land was owned by the royal family. And so, like, um, we were re- really behind in the Industrial Revolution. So, like, a million Swedes, mi- maybe even more, migrated to America. So, basically, they went by yeah. boats, yeah, a sailboat um, to New York, and then from New York, trained to Minnesota and kind of further up that way. I'm so, so curious, why, why? Maybe similar climate, I don't know. Like, easy to grow, um, easy to farm in. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so that's basically what, so I, I play one of the characters. It's not the lead, but it's like the second or third female lead in the movie. Um, so, and I play a uh, 30-year-old prostitute who is an alcoholic, had a really rough life. She has a 14-year-old daughter. She um, Straight off her. <laughs> it's always like that. It's always like that for me. I'm like, do they even yes. want me to audition? They're like, no, 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 no. You're the only person they see for this. Yes. No, I feel like every time I'm like, it's good they ask you to audition. It's always like, so the, if I ever, I know I've, I've done a few other auditions and it's very usually like, you know, trashy <laughs> addict whore who's like always. And I'm like, cool. It sounds sounds right on point. That's the best. Yeah. That's the best, though. Yeah, but I li- I like I love the character, and it was like a lot of. I mean, my audition tape was terrible. I mean, the director was even like, there is a lot of work to do here. But it was like I can see it though. So if you're willing to really do the work and that's work a gangster with them, director. Yeah, he's Eric Poppe. He's he's amazing. Um, I loved working with him. He was just so. Um, he likes to do really long shots. So like we would do sometimes eight but minute so scenes without cutting. So yeah. in your shorts. Yeah. yeah. So it was really... Films, um, not shorts. But, but but it was... Her panties look like yeah, shorts. Yeah. In one of, in <laughs> yeah, one of her short you films. You keep thinking about my grandma <laughs> <Yeah>. shorts. <laughs> I can't stop. Um, no, but it, and obviously doing like a, uh, you know, a uh, period, like a... Um, period piece movie like my first as my first film and like you know my teeth are brown like they blotch my skin up to you know kind of get the blood vessels out dark under my eyes like I look really like I've been through it and I just I loved the character to get to play that it was such a cool thing to get to do but it was definitely a really also uncomfortable challenge like it was a while since I walked into something not knowing anybody completely new world not really getting the lingo of like what things meant and I'd be like so what does it mean when you say that kind of take or like, you know, just not understanding it all and acting against like really ama- amazing established actors um, as well? Because I, I bet they're a bit like, what is she doing here? You know, <laughs> like, why is she in this movie? Or or they're mm. intimidated by you, mm. but that like it's everyone's intimidated by the other person for different reasons. Yeah, it's, it's, al- it's always that, I guess. Everyone, everyone's always way more insecure than they let on, maybe. But they were so nice to me and they really did like take care of me and help me. But it was also... 
yeah, it was hard. I was mm-hmm. like, will I do this again? I think so, but it has to be, it's not like I'm going to go out to every audition because it's my new calling. But if a role like that comes around, I'm like, I'm doing it because it was such a cool experience. Did you feel like, <sighs> like, you know, you were able to, because as someone that gets to decide everything that you sort of say and everything mm. that comes out of your mouth and how people feel, was there ever, I find maybe I'm like just, find being submissive hot but there's something I love about someone just tell me what to do because mm. I can sort of turn off the analytical part of my brain as someone that's like I think probably perceived as a control freak we like to do everything ourselves or we just do yeah but then when someone just tells me what to do even if I don't agree with it I'm like I'm not in charge you're the one yeah. that decides I actually, what makes sense I love that which I thought I wouldn't I was like I can't believe I'm well I won't have a say about what my you know what but my you lines are gonna be yeah. I mean like, I have a lot of opinions I now this I'm is a prostitute and I have slept with a lot of men for, <laughs> for money uh but I remember that I, I thought I was going to feel like uncomfortable with that. But I actually loved it because I was like, I'm new to this. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to do my best. And then he will just tell me if, if it's good enough, he'll say, we're done. And if not, I'll do it again. And I just, so it felt really sort of comforting, like giving it my all, but not being in charge of the final Just thing. knowing like, yeah. I trust you enough to know that like you yeah. got this. Yeah. Like that's the best feeling in the world yeah. when you leave and you're just like, I have no idea if that was good, but this person exactly. yeah. is going to know what to do. Yeah. And I'm obviously very nervous about like, because I haven't seen anything. I've seen like little snippets. Like, have you done so, like gone in for ADR? Or, like, no, any? no, like not yet. I might. I think You're like, I, I don't scrub my takes the way you do. I don't yeah. have to do three months of voiceover later. Um, but we did. I did go back for one reshoot, but then didn't see what like was shot before so can I'm just I ask like, you about the story yeah yeah it's a drama yeah it's a drama so it's it's um the main characters are well so it's cool because in, in the books it's like based on three books and in those it's very focused on the male characters but this movie focuses a lot on the female characters so the lead character is a woman she's like um she's married to a farmer they're you know starving and they have a lot of kids she's like she's um uh about to have another baby and I and they they lose a child and because of starvation and so they kind of decide to go to America and they're from this like small very religious village I'm from the same area kind of and she knows who I am but you know detests me because I'm everything that a woman shouldn't be mm-hmm. you know um, loud and drunk and a prostitute so and financially solvent yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> making my own money yeah yeah um, and so so basically they decide to go this journey uh, to America and I do too but for different reasons so we kind of end up on the same boat together and so this is a very like kind of dark drama but it ends up with you know us starting new lives in America and, and like us during this kind of really hard journey over we become friends and so all these kind of things happen along the way where um, she sees that I'm like a person in pain and that I'm you know someone who who needs a friend and I see that in her too like you can kind of start to feel this um, friendship grow and like us being like wanting what the other one has um, but the focus is really on, on Christina the like lead character and she's in it's from her point of view so she's in every shot of the movie so Lisa Carley here to play the lead is like she did such an incredible job of just like she was working I've never seen anyone work so hard like it was incredible um, but yeah it's just it's just well, like you haven't seen that. this word document I wrote, <laughs> I wrote in preparation for this interview 
<laughs> I have things bolded. Oh, I, mean, I have I things you. starred, I italics. I mean, look at all this. I see it. <laughs> Most of these words are spelled correctly. So I trust you. I believe you. Um, so you and her. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, no, but then it, it kind of, it's cool to see like I base, I kind of really turn my life around when I get to America and, and um it will be out like I'm hoping that it premieres in Sweden in, in December and I'm hoping that it will be on streaming like services with subtitles all around very soon because I like really want, you know, all of my my friends here like saw me go through like all the acting classes. They heard me yelling in the morning when I'm like, there's this scene where I stop the train that's about to leave without me. And I'm like yelling and really like, you know, I'm fighting the conductor and it's like a whole yeah. like action scene. And they've heard me like yell every morning for like two months <laughs> trying I mean, to get through that scene. That makes so, me want to ask you about your vocal cords. Mm -hmm. Because isn't a re part of the reason your voice is so deliciously velvety, raspy, sexy, <laughs> like Janis Joplin, Stevie yeah. Nicks? Yeah, isn't this bad? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bad. No, right? it's true. Like I did have to have. I had vocal cord surgery once. Um, and it was from overuse like they they thought it was a cyst but it was scar tissue that I, like my vocal cords had bled and then they had become like a lump of scar tissue <gasps> yeah really bad um so they're a bit more sensitive now after um after i had the surgery so i kind of you know i take care of them pretty well but part of they're like your voice is always going to be raspy it's just how your voice is how they move mm -hmm. so don't be scared of that because like the first two years after the surgery i was like because it's like retra retraining a muscle. It's like if you yeah. get, if you're running and you like pull a muscle, like it, you know, it's like healing that. And then you start over and you feel like you like really have to rebuild it from scratch. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened. Like I would try and sing and I'm like, why can't, why are they not strong enough to hit the notes that I want? So it took me like two years before I felt like I had my real voice back. Because it is muscles. Yeah, yeah. And so, and it kind of made me relax when the doctors were like, your voice just is raspy. It's how your vocal cords move. They like move a bit like leaky. So embrace it, but you just have to be careful. Just don't smoke, don't do coke and you'll be fine. What a <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> like no more fun. No, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> but that's why these are so good because I don't have to smoke weed. I can drink my Well, weed. I want to talk about this because <laughs> these C-A-N-N, -N, for those of you that are not in states where weed is legal, move. Uh, because these are drinks that see I everyone knows that my I have a very public struggle with edibles I don't do edibles <laughs> I'm too impatient and I I um I need results too quickly. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll take them and I'll be like, God, I'm like, I want to be able to text my ex and feel I'm just going to have another one. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like, let me have another one. And then I go like, oh, this is a dud. Like, it melted. And then my brain starts telling me that I'm not high enough and I'm wasting time. And then I'll be like, oh, I'm not high, so I'm just going to work. And then I'll start sending emails and like, I'll start firing people that don't work for me. And it's just like, it's such a bad scene. And there was my rock bottom. I'm waiting for that email. That, you're fired. That is, if someone would give me your email, I will happily fire you. And that is a mirror that was the original mirror from Sex and the City. That was Carrie's mirror. <gasps> no. That Michael Patrick King gave to me, yes. And, or else he, so he says, he probably gives one to everyone. Uh, <laughs> from from Cost Plus World no, Market. No, uh, that's amazing. No, I that, love is, that. that is, that cool. is, and I was so stoned one night I had taken five weed you know what it's such a screwed up thing because in LA all the edibles like have to be like healthy it's like weed yeah. blueberries yeah. weed dried mangoes <laughs> so I remember eating like five of those blueberries was this you who was like so you just ate blueberries
strawberries for no reason? <laughs> I was like, it's not working. I'm like, so I'm just eating healthy food and not getting high? <laughs> this is so pointless. And then I hit my head on that, went down, and I had like an egg on the side of my head. And I was like, okay, weed edibles are not where I shine. I'm, t- But these are five milligrams of THC. Mm-hmm. So I only have to drink, what, 66 of them a day? Yeah, perfect. Vet. Yeah. Five of these packages. They make you the, it's the best version of just like yourself. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm I loved by a secure, a man with secure, healthy attachment mm-hmm. strategy. I feel pretty. I feel good about myself. And just the negative inner monologue goes away. I agree. How did this happen? It just like goes, Ah. How did this happen? <laughs> well, how did this happen? Like, how did you? I'm like, do I remember? I like, how you this just happened? moved to America and you just became a mogul. You got out of that negative mindset of Sweden where they try to hold you back and dim your light, and you came here and you're just like, I'm Ta-da. going. I'm a mogul now. Um, no, but you know how it started. It's actually it's pretty funny. So Luke, who is one of the owners and starters of Can, who is. Um, Amazing person. We, uh, he has also has an amazing dog, which we take care of a lot. Um, he had this bike rental company for Coachella, and we rented bikes from it. And when he saw it was me renting it, he was like, "Ooh, I actually have something that she might like. Can I can I give her a little gift?" And and my sister at the time was like, "Yeah, yeah. What do you what do you what do you have?" <laughs> and he's like, "Gave Gross. us a six pack <laughs> of the little cans, yeah, the small ones." And I drank them, and I was like. These are awesome. Awesome. And wait, I don't need to... Because I was like, at the time, not smoking weed. Because I was like, oh, it's really fucking with my voice. I just can't do it. And then I had this and I was like, same thing with edibles. But if I I love them, but if I have one, I'm like, I'm in bed and I'm putting coconut oil all over my body and I'm eating mac and cheese and don't want to talk to anybody. I'm putting mac and cheese all over my body (laughs) and eating coconut oil. (laughs) I do the complete opposite. (laughs) But I feel like that's the... But edibles to me is like, I'm in my cocoon, nobody touch me. Mm-mm. And with these, I like, I just had one, I was like, I feel great. I'm like, no anxiety. I'm not like, I'm not like my head isn't going Mm-mm. in all of the different places. I'm just like, I feel like a little bit drunk, but I didn't even have anything to drink. Like, yep. this is great. So I just kept kind of asking him for more. <laughs> <laughs> so he's literally just dropped off cans to me for for years. And then eventually, and we were just kind of like, you know, like small talk a little bit. And then um, I think it was, Actually, Charlie was like, you should actually invest in this because they're doing really cool stuff. Like he was keeping track of them and I was just awesome. drinking all the drinks. Yeah. And you're like, um, I have a feeling this yeah. might be a good product because <laughs> yeah. I can't stop drinking yeah. it. It never occurs to us like, oh. Yeah, and, th- and that was the thing. So then we just, um, Lou kind of um, offered. He was like, well, would you want to invest? And I was like, yeah, I would. Let's do it. And so I did. And then it was like, we just kind of, started talking about like it would be fun to do a collaboration and I was like ooh that would be like a very on point like brand for me to collaborate with and yeah and then we're just like and he was like well, we'd love if you kind of we came up with the flavor together I was like I want it to be a sexy fruit passion peach <laughs> and he's like well we'd be wanting to make an iced tea with like do the first like caffeinated drink so what if we do there like, are you know, fruits that are sexy yeah yeah. When I look at a peach, I feel I feel like I have It's a great bug. I should go to a therapist. I'm like, I am sexually attracted to that peach. This I'm having really like, sick thoughts. What is it? And it's so furry and fuzzy. Yeah. And I like I I can't even eat it with the butt crack on. No. I, I'm like, this feels like I'm just yeah, eating ass. Like I start. The I actually other like side. buy it into the butt crack. This feels crack. wrong. Like, yeah, this feels wrong. But yeah, there are certain fruits that are yeah. just 
sexy. Yeah, and like that sounds sexy. So it felt like I feel like passion peach banana didn't feel <laughs> no. <laughs> that's like, like passion peach oh, mate. That's just gross. <laughs> yeah. Peach banana. That's just like ugh. This fish feels like it's a just like, like a goo. Yeah. Um no, but so we came up with the yeah, flavor. Yeah, that's too sexual. Goo yeah. is sexual. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, bo- no fluids. It's no, just no, more no, like no, the no, start no. of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then and then he, Luke was kind of like, would, would you guys want to make something that's like uh, visual to it? And I'm like, oh, I don't know about like doing like a commercial that feels kind of like, he's like, you can literally do whatever you want. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's go. And then um, we kind of together came up with the, um, like, um, uh, Charlie right away was like, we should do like a sort of, you running around the house with like a toy gun very obviously has to be a toy gun and just like kind of kind of maybe shoot at some cans so like just like you playing at home with yourself like just a ridiculous but then you wear something super sexy and then we kind of came up with this sort of Tovarella <laughs> world this like hot and, astronaut yes. like go go girl badass go go aliens girl. yeah and it kind of just um and it was with Moni and Clyde who did the bikini porn video so when like, you have my, about mm-hmm. seven of these you there are some aliens you need to get a yeah, hold of. For sure. Yeah, there so, are problems that need to yeah, be solved yeah. <laughs> that only a toy gun Crime can fix. Needs to be solved. <laughs> um, so yeah, we did, we shot it at Moni's house and we just like uh you know, very it was just like it was really really small crew and you know, I just like recorded the little pew 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 things at home. And we were like, this just feels perfect for we don't even know what this is, but it just works perfectly with this drink. And yeah, here we are now. It's such a vibe. It's such a Yay. like magical, surreal, like perfectly you. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times you see artists collaborate with stuff like this and you're like, Ugh. Yeah, because it's hard because you have to combine your brand with their yeah. brand and you're like, you know, if you're like agreeing to do this collaboration, you kind of have to agree with what the brand wants like you know so it's like that and that always becomes a bit tricky to figure that out but this was just like a it was so easy organic it was such a and, and yeah, feels, yeah. It, it feels just so right yeah I'm gonna ask you uh, another question I have to know <laughs> do you have any songs that you haven't finished that like I know with comedy like there's certain jokes where you're like mm. oh like it's just it's not the right time or I just haven't cracked it or I just like you know and then I'll revisit mm. and then I'll try to do again and I'm like Ugh, whether it's what's going on in the world makes it trickier to tell the joke or I just haven't figured do you have any songs where you're like it's just not finished and I'm just I don't know why yeah oh so many like there's a lot I try I'm I'm kind of I think a lot of people do that they just you know you write a bunch and then you pick out whatever feels the best but then maybe you finish the other ones for the next record or you know but there's a few that I just can't crack that I'm like there's so much like good stuff here but it just doesn't fully make it all the way right. and I don't know I don't know why I just can't find it might be that I'm too locked into one part that if I change that mm-hmm. then the chorus would lift but I love that part so much that I don't want to so there's like I'm always kind of like down to turn over every stone but sometimes you just have to like let it go and so you have to walk on. away yeah walk have away you, for a while and come back to it works for have me. you ever walked mm-hmm. away and came back and then it just clicked yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. that so there's I sometimes mean, it takes ten seconds and sometimes it takes Yeah, it can years. take weeks and years. I mean habits was like that. I think I had three different courses before I finally figured out like, oh wait, it's a heartbreak song. It's not like a I do whatever I want song. It's like about a sad time and that and maybe I needed some distance from the moment to like be able to see that. But it took me a long time to figure out that chorus. But I knew that there was something special in the verses and the lyrics and just the tone of it and in the uh uh-uh. So I was like, there's just something there. So I need to, I need to figure it out. And I kept kind of just chipping away at it until I figured it out. 
It's the only other song in the club because I go to clubs so much. Um, <laughs> no, it is, it's, it's Dancing on My Own is one of the mm-hmm. songs where you put your fist, your fists are out and you're like not even going through a breakup, but you're like, like here on the I dance floor. It's when it's when people all of a sudden they're dancing together, but then everyone just has their own thing going mm-hmm. on and they're like in here. That's what that song does. Yeah. It's just like like I'm in my own music video <laughs> and then the song's over and it's so awkward because everyone was in their own music video. Like, and it's just like Anyway, that was weird. like you so. Uh, <laughs> it's like such a weird one night stand moment. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Like it's like it's like you're about to hook up and like your knee pops and you're like, Ugh. like you're like like it just yeah. it's it's you get so lost in it that it's embarrassing mm. afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Like you're sure. like all my friends just saw a side of me <laughs> that I just like they shouldn't. Ne- that that was a singing in the shower moment, and I just did it in public. <laughs> you know. Um, uh, okay, I'm just gonna ask you. One more thing, I swear. Uh, do you feel like there are any um, musicians that you look up to, that you love, that you feel like are underrated? Or like who who do you listen to? Because there are certain comedians that comics love and then mm-hmm. that people love. And most of the people that comics love, no one's ever heard of. And so I'm always just curious if they have yeah. that with music. Oh, I mean, I guess it's weird to say like, you know, I mean, to me... I feel like Robin isn't underrated because the people that love her are like love her, but I do feel yeah, like agree. she should be the bigger biggest artist like uh, ever. ever. <laughs> I, I agree. You know, or like one of the biggest female pop artists. I listen to Indestructible. And, uh, it's my first song out yeah. when I run, and my song back. And I, and I I feel like she um, she just has that like since like still does, and since they you know for mm-hmm. so long she's like been able to just like you know like pave the way for so many other female artists that are like you know I just I just think that she I I, I love to see her kind of more more and more people like discover her rediscover her mm-hmm. even like you know yeah. so I think that yeah but it the people weird. that are fans are like hardcore fans well, that's what I'm saying is so, that people either are like who and then you mm-hmm. sing the songs like oh I know that but when I saw, I went and saw her at the Hollywood Bowl. It's very rare that I go see live music. Mm. We all dressed up as her <laughs> in that. like the Calvin Klein corset, yes. and I had these like red stupid leggings on and like yes. high tops and like, and I, we show up. and We're like we're dressed up. Everyone is dressed up as Robin. Every everyone. So you're I exactly right. It's like you know. Um, but maybe that's kind of sick too. Yeah. Maybe there's something sick about that. Yeah. You know. And I feel like she she can just do what she wants. Yeah. And they will be there for her. Yes, because there's also <laughs> a, if you, like, get down with Robin, like, you have to be ready to feel some feelings. You yeah. have to be ready to confront some stuff. Like, yeah. the way she phrases things sometimes, like, oh, God, that's me, or I've thought that. Like, you have to be ready to get a little bit uncomfortable. And not everyone wants to do that when yeah. they're just, like, jamming on the freeway yeah or they don't want the emotional dance party or like they just want to like kind of but when but Robin is on Robin's in control of how you feel you mm-hmm. don't get to like change the song or change you know what I mean nope. you're nope. you're like rolling down your wall like <laughs> you're here your hair's messed up you know what I mean like there's no you're sweating I mean I went through a break she single-handedly got me through a breakup because that um, uh, call your girlfriend video, which, by the way, so. as much as I love Robin, never call your girlfriend and say <laughs> no. it was not her fault. As much as I love Robin, please nobody do that. <laughs> to get, don't give a reason. Don't say you found something new. 
you know, like, don't do that um, as much as I love her. But um, uh, that that video where it's one uncut, she's in a warehouse dancing in that furry top and she's like dancing backwards. And anytime I would be in a bad Mm. mood, I would just, I would like walk around my house like with the, like my laundry and stuff. And it just like- the disco lights on just- Yes, if you dance to a Robin song, (laughs) you can't be in a bad mood. It's like impossible to simultaneously be in a bad mood. You like dance your tears away. Really? Totally. Mm -hmm. It's like it's mm. like a purge, yeah. And you do that. It's the kind of thing where it's like, even if I'm not going through what you're singing about right now, like I've been there, mm-hmm. and I want to revisit it just to sort of like feel alive. Have and a then moment I, with it, yeah. Yeah, and then I can oh, like I love leave it on the dance floor. I love. That. And there's something just magical. That's about my, that. that's what I want to do. So that makes me really happy to hear that it, it does that. <laughs> then it does that, yeah. and there's like a catharsis, and there's this really sick feeling that you've done work <laughs> I'm like I feel like I worked through that thank you yeah, I don't yeah I don't need to go to therapy I'm fine I just danced through yes. that I just like screamed through yeah. that and I like, believe in dancing through things though I really do I think I always like I always when I'm whenever I go to like I like to go to warehouse raves quite a lot and that's like then you can just also just disappear into the music and I really like go through feelings and like go through things and I'm like Oh, that kind of made me a little bit sad, and I can, but I'm like dancing, but I'm so in, in the, the songs. best way. Yeah, but I love it. it. The last thing I'll say is that after watching your shorts, your short films, it is obviously very clear that you are a brilliant writer, lyricist. You write for other musicians. Got it, got it, got it. But it's like you, the way that you write your music. I don't know if it's intentional, but there's a just enough of a riddly labyrinth vagueness to the lyrics that it's like. After watching your movies, I'm like, oh, she knows exactly how to write exactly what would make this feeling super specific and clear. But she's choosing to do this in sort of a more um, sort of like florid way Mm -hmm. so that it's not so literal. It's more prosaic, but in such a creative way. And I guess I just get obsessed with the words people choose and the emotions that they evoke because I'm like, if it was if that was any other word it wouldn't mm-hmm. I, I'd stop and think about it and get literal yeah do you know what I mean I, I, I know what you mean and I think I I do obviously spend I mean I spend so much time and I'm like should it be an and or should it be you know like I'm even glad like, to how hear do that I, yeah no I really do and I think I do like sort of to if you just listen to it you like I think the more you listen you notice the layers of like what I'm actually saying mm-hmm. but the first layer is can kind of I also want you to take away from the song what you with the feeling you want to feel with mm-hmm. that song so it's like doing that i think there's like a a way to sort of tell your story but still letting people have their own experience with it you're not telling someone how to feel you just kind of you choose it with whatever that song kind of wakes up in you um and that's maybe i don't know if how i'm not like consciously like here is layer 1 here's a second layer just kind of like write what's happening in my head and then Somehow that kind of ends up being that sort of layered. It just never thing. feels written. <laughs> That's Do you know good. what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, like always that. feels like in this weird way, like stream of consciousness. Even though, like, as someone that I'm like, oh, this person has written this and sung it a billion times. Mm-hmm. Like it is written, but it always just feels so um, conversational and spontaneous and like kind of raw and not premeditated. Oh, thank you. Which I think yeah. is is just I don't know. I it's. Have I ever given anyone more compliments <laughs> on anything I've ever done? I love it. And, I I'm mean, like, I need it. This is, yeah, but it's, a, but it's just such a breath of fresh air because I feel like people, for, I mean, I just feel like there was this dearth after, you know, Tori Amos and Fiona Apple and, and, and Alanis Morissette, like all, and there's more, I know, 
that I'm missing Liz Fairs of the world and whatever that I just like, I feel so lucky that I got to see women be emotional and mm. win. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we can have rage, we can have jealousy, we can have happy moments and sad moments and like grow and change and like, yeah. and that's just like nor and then I feel like it stopped for a while and I'm the I love Britney Spears I love Christina Aguilera or whatever but it, then it went into this like there was a new wave we're yeah. all perfect like the pendulum went the other way yeah. of like away from sort of this grunge sort of um uh uh you know like the breeders and garbage or whatever mm-hmm. of like a hole which was my fate I mean yeah hole that out al- I mean that I album was that like album. Yeah. everything mm. and to me and um and then it sort of, the pendulum went the other way where I felt like there was this perfection yeah. thing and everyone was kind of like, used to be Disney stars, nothing wrong with that, but I just felt really like, Ooh. It wasn't your, like what you connected to. I, yeah. It made me feel embarrassed and ashamed that I wasn't that happy all the time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, am I supposed to feel like this? Like, I don't, Yeah, I, I just, think that was what I was feeling too. It's like, I don't, relate to that what do I do if I'm sad like and that's I'm not I can't I can't I don't want to smile the way she smiles all the time yeah and like I cannot put on those lashes like it just is sort of like just yeah. to ha- and both should exist like both oh, are I valid agree, yeah. and there's fantasy and escapism in music which yeah. is, is great but to be able to go like oh my god like I'm not alone yeah. and the grace of of being able to listen to music that helps you minimize some shame mm-hmm. is there's nothing yeah. more medicinal than that. And I think that now what I love about music climate now is that both can really coexist and like and a lot of other genres can come out of that. So I feel like I I know people are like oh you know there's no like everything just there's too much music out there there's so much getting released but I love that because I think it's there's a place for a lot of different kinds of music to to exist and like be heard and be seen so I feel like because I also do I, I mean I will sing along to any Britney <laughs> Britney song know every word but that's not only what I want I want like yeah. things that um, just like explain like just say how I feel without um, uh, you know trying to fix it or putting like a, a band-aid on it and like right, right. go like try to not think about it you know just like go into your feelings like I need that music too and that is what like I, I'm now kind of realizing it took me so long and, and again in a 12-step program the whole point of 12-step programs is to sort of um, uh, admit all your secrets all your mm-hmm. deepest darkest darkest thoughts and everyone goes yeah, me too. And then you mm-hmm. go, oh, I'm not terminally unique. I'm not alone. Yeah. Everybody feels this. And then you get to release shame because shame is the engine of the addictive behavior. So when you just say, hey, I want to cheat or hey, I'm just dying to do heroin or hey, I hate my kids mm-hmm. or whatever, like the most despicable thing. And you say it and everyone goes, yeah, me, me too. too. And oh. you're, you're just like, oh, I'm not as special as I thought. Everyone feels like this. Yeah. Oh, all of a sudden now I'm not the piece of shit I thought I was and I can release myself from my own like self-obsession and ego. And, yeah. And, um, Which is why I was to talk about our dark feelings too and not make such a big deal of it they come and go they're not constant it's the, but it's also it's it's the shadow self of like mm. you befriend your negative thought you yeah. befriend, you know befriend them like you coexist with them like like they're just trying to protect you and help mm-hmm. you they're just trying to make sense of things and they yeah. serve us really well and I mean, you must be at a place where it's like every time you have a dark thought, you're like, that's a hit. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, like, yeah. Write it, write it thank down. God, thank God, thank God. Thank <laughs> God. before it goes away. Yeah, but I just like, I just think people ov- want to over pathologize right now in a way that's like, no, like your dark thoughts, your, your gross a- desires, all these things we pathologize, like this is part of 
uh, mental health yeah. is not never having it. It's just when you have those thoughts. How you deal with it. How you just like love yourself yeah. through it and allow them and honor them and let them exist. Because I think the the sort of idea that because, we, you know, a lot of us are only portraying the times that we're happy. We're always putting our best self out there on social media. I always like, you know, it's like a self-broadcasting mm -hmm. more really. And I feel like it's it's obviously easy to become like thinking that you're supposed to be happy all the time mm -hmm. and everyone's chasing that and it's impossible there's no way even if you do what you love and if you read someone you love even if you like have everything laid out for you perfectly nothing there's it's impossible to be constantly happy yeah. and chasing that is very stressful and you'd never be happy and if you didn't have contrast of what unhappy no, is exactly. you need it to reinforce yeah. you know what that is the little the little sort of like reminders just sort of the guardrails or whatever yeah. that keep you in like the game of operation mm -hmm. it's like you're going down to get the thing but sometimes you hit it and it's like it just that means you're like oh great I'm on the right track I'm not going to go down there you know and 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 just watching your trajectory of like being so triumphant of 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 watching you know you be open about sort of your the, you know, toxic, uh, not to pathologize, mm -hmm. but like sort of like, you know, um, the relationships we all have when we're younger, the ones that just aren't right. Most of them aren't right. 99.99% of all the relationships we're in are not right. Yeah. Because you don't know who you are yet and you're still figuring out what it means to be with someone. So it's supposed to be. Yeah. Your first couple jobs are not jobs you're going to stay in forever, no. you know? And we don't look at it like, <gasps> I worked at Urban Outfitters <laughs> and I never... like. You, know, you look at it and you go, oh, that yeah. was part of my journey, yeah. you know? And the same thing with relationships. And I think that you kind of have um, uh, given people the sort of vocabulary and um, sort of the understanding that it's like, I'm not a fuck up. I'm not sick. No, I just sort of I just I, am. <laughs> I tried this thing and it just yeah. wasn't for me. And like now I get to move forward and now you're in this like amazing relationship with someone that you love and respect and honor and like and yeah, that all the like turns and the falls and the ups and the downs is like I mean, they're always gonna be worth it. I know they're not over now just because I'm like, you know, mm -hmm. it's it's just it's like they're always gonna be there because of who I am. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. And now I'm like, I don't get so like scared now like if I'm in like a dark place or I'm feeling shitty I, I, I can somewhere in the back of my mind I know that like this is gonna pass so just deal with it it's you know? temporary yeah it's temp pain and that temporary. helps me a lot and then I always go write it down right now so write it down <laughs> yeah. sublimate this yeah. into money but also yeah I think it's it's to me and I it's taken me so long to learn like just don't make permanent decisions based on temporary feelings. Yeah. Like they're just feelings. Yeah. Like live in them, honor them. And then if they're still around in a couple of days, like let's think about making yeah. a decision, but don't just do something. Yeah. Sit there. You know, feelings make us want to take an action. And I think you've really popularized and made having feelings cool and just sitting oh, in them that. instead of doing that. something about yeah. it or, you know, whatever. And, yeah. and that's something that I think, I think that, we've been trained to believe if you have a feeling you have to do something you know we mm -hmm. watch romantic comedies that was like if you feel jealous you go break up the wedding yeah. you know if you, if you miss someone you meet them at the airport like yeah. all these like toxic things it's like no just I'm gonna be with my feelings these are yeah. mine this is my property it might have nothing to do with you mm. and just um taking the personal liability or like the personal responsibility off of like I have feelings I must be a monster it's like no no yeah and like and and kind of being okay with feeling them and that someone else might not understand or like that you're not trying to project them on to someone else that you can just have them and feel them doesn't mean that it's something you need to yeah like you need to edit or fix right away right right yeah just and that like takes time to understand I think that's like a hard thing to because you also obviously don't want to be in the bad feeling no one does you know? 
but having but patience with yourself yeah. when your body is doing patience. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. But just sort of like I don't know. It's, it's I I made a movie mm. about sort of like women's feelings and how we pathologize them and neurology. yeah, the female brain. brain yeah. Yes, I watched you. it. I love. Oh it. gosh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> that's so weird. Um, all I did was compromise, but I was proud to do it. I'm glad I did. But it was sort of like all about how we call women, you know, that hypervigilant and crazy and psycho and all these are superpowers and all of these emotions serve a really important purpose. Mm-hmm. It's just that yeah. now that we're safe in society, we have all these feelings we don't always know what to do with. And um, and honoring them and praising them and celebrating them instead of being like, these need to be smaller or you're yeah. dumb because you have these or you're crazy. It's like, you'd be yeah. crazy not to. I agree. You I know? Agree. And I'm obsessed with you. I'm obsessed with you. I really am. <laughs> do you have any questions for me? Just kidding. Can you imagine? <laughs> so now the interview starts. Okay, you, my turn. <laughs> I just, um, I'm so happy for you and Charlie. Thank you. I love that. He's, yeah, I can't believe, I mean, we're for, from a far, we're from a f- as far apart as you can come. Mm-hmm. My words are <laughs> going away. Uh, so just a crazy feeling that we just are so similar and that we just mesh in this way. And I also yeah. love, sorry, last thing I'm going to say is that, that <laughs> I think we also have this instinct to hide everything about our past when we either, either when we meet someone new, we want to trauma bond with them uh, because there's not something real there mm. or we're afraid of being abandoned and that's our sick attachment strategy but we want to share all of our trauma in order to trauma bond and make the person superficially yeah. close to yeah. us or whatever. Or we want to hide our past and go like, I've never had yeah. anything bad happen to me ever because I don't want to be. I am in- super stable and just, you know, have never had a bad thought in my Which life. Which is like, <laughs> yuck. Yeah. Um, but like the fact that, that you know, everything you do is like on the table. It, it yeah. really inspires me yeah. because as someone that have like, have never let guys that I've dated see my stand up or my mm-hmm. old specials. I'm like, I don't want you to know that I cheated on this person or this person cheated on me. Yeah. Or, you know, like I, there's something just so freeing about being like, this is who I am. And if you don't yeah. fuck with it, like. Exactly. I'm good, and now there's something so cool. I'm so happy for you that the person that that loves you loves everything about you because they know everything about. No, he does. He does your and past I, relationships. Yeah, no, he, he literally <laughs> knows, knows everything, everything and loves you anyway. <laughs> Who is this weirdo? <laughs> <laughs> this is what I mean. He's a weirdo. It's perfect. No, I'm for joking. Me. <laughs> but there's something that must just feel so good to go like. Yeah. There's no secrets. There's no omissions. No, it's, it's all out there. So I literally can't hide anything. Even if I was like, I would rather he didn't know this. It's already out there, so he knows. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I think it's just like just yeah. permission for people to go like don't hide what happened to you if the person if it's repellent to the person yeah, you're with no it doesn't mean that you will be the same in this relationship like we i mean he's shared a lot about himself too also and it, it's made i think it's made him more comfortable to share more about himself as well yeah. so i just feel yeah he's just amazing he's just amazing <laughs> it's getting annoying i know it is it is really when's gross. his birthday <laughs> june 24th okay so your birthday what are you gonna do um, what am I, I think I might be in, I'm, I'm probably going to be in Sweden, um, cause I'll be there writing for more for my album, next album. Uh, I kind of hope they'll be here cause I know it's the big Halloween weekend. Yeah. So I don't know if, if parties are allowed, then I want to just have a big Halloween party. It's Halloween. <laughs> What's spookier than maybe getting COVID? <laughs> What's, we're all in masks I guess anyway. We, yeah, yeah, I guess we can all wear masks. This is the holiday Actually, we've been yeah, waiting yeah, for. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Finally, do you have a mask and not have someone screaming at you in the grocery party. store? I end these mm-hmm. very awkwardly, but I just want um, to, uh, the immigrants is coming out soon, right? Yes. I watched the trailer. Mm-hmm. Well, I the, watched the trailer of the original and I was like, 
this is a real <laughs> period piece. <laughs> they shot this on film. This is real low res. She just disappeared into this character. I don't even recognize her. her. Um, no, it's it's coming out um, December 25th in Sweden. And then I think, I'm not sure exactly, but soon after that and on like streaming platforms around the world. I hope that you guys live here. Uh, e I get this on Ease is where I order them. It's like an app where you can just order weed stuff. Ooh, I know nice. everyone in Texas is jealous. This is why you guys vote crazy. Uh, you can't just order weed, weed to your house. Mm -hmm. um, Sunshine Kitty is out now. Mm -hmm. What else am I missing? There's so many other things. That, you're working <laughs> on new music now, which I think I'm yes. allowed to say, but yeah. you guys keep this very secretive. Yes, um, I'm working on new music. I'm putting a new album together, but I'm going to spend another couple months writing to see if I can push myself even a little further. Okay. But it's feeling really good. If you need anyone to cause adversity in your life <laughs> so that you have a muse, <laughs> I'm your guy. I'm obsessed with you. I, I, I strongly, strongly advise if you guys have not seen the short films, I was very inspired. It made Thank me want to be braver. Thank it made you. me want to take more risks. Um, your music videos are bizarre in the best, most <laughs> surreal way. And then laugh out loud funny. Thank you. I love that. It made me jealous. It was annoying. Uh, that's when I know I admire someone, when I'm annoyed by their work and it makes yes. me feel like I need to work harder. So thank I you. I love for to be annoyed by you. Um, and then, uh, oh, last thing I'm going to say, your friend, glad he's gone. Also, this song is so, I love the idea that there is a song that's not just about a guy. It's about the girl who mm -hmm. was with the guy and getting her back. And that moment when you sort of lose a friend to someone and, you just yeah, there's like that's another kind of breakup, you know. So that totally. and like a very can be very sort of. That's how like friendship ends sometimes, you know. And like uh, uh, someone meets someone that the your friend doesn't like, and you are so in love, so you don't see it, and then you change, and then like you drift apart. Yes, like it happens so often, and then you really like that's a really hard breakup to go through. I think like losing someone that you're really close to that way. Also, the surrender of going like. There's nothing I can say to you. This mm -hmm. is toxic, but you need to go through it. Like, when yeah. have you ever told someone in a bad relationship, hey, I think this is bad for you? And they were like, oh, you're right. I need to break oh up with God, them. Oh, my God. Thank you no. so much. It's always, you don't know. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> I, they're working through some ancestral trauma, yeah. some childhood thing. Like, they need to go through that the same way we need to go through our toxic stuff. So you mm -hmm. could, it really reminded me to just lay back. You have to lay back and mm -hmm. just wait till they come out of it. Yeah, that's all like, you can okay. really do. Yeah, that's true. Because when like, you say I'm I don't here, like when that, you realize, yeah. When you say I don't like that guy, he's bad. It just mm -hmm. makes them further yeah. get into their Sid and Nancy. Like no one understands us. Yeah. Like it just makes it worse. Yeah, makes you true. feel crazy. So, it does. so that's something that um, uh, yeah. I was just thinking so much about like the the reminder of the the surrender, but also, do we have to go down on guys on their birthday? <laughs> Is that a requirement? <laughs> I learned a lot of things no. about how to keep a narcissist. I bet. If you want to, like, I talk feel like about it's the just, wrong takeaway from that but song. But I feel like it's just, you know, what you see in, like, every, like, kind of, like, show that's, like, a little bit sort of trying to be a little bit edgy. And it's always a joke, like, uh, come on, are we doing it tonight? Like, no, but it's my birthday. I feel like that's always like, but it's my birthday. But. Like the dude always says that. Yeah, get a hooker. So, it's your birthday. <laughs> so I just, I feel like that, it kind of came from that sort of thing that it's like the least, um, it feels like, you know, the bare minimum if you think about like, if you're never having sex and like, okay, it's your birthday, let's fucking do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's kind of like, yeah. Do you at least do that, you know? <laughs> but then it goes into, do you let him leave a necklace, which obviously is a lot 
different. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. Yeah, and did you give it? <laughs> but then did you but give wait, it to his if ego? If you can nail it, <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. But we all know no, it no. turns into a monocle <laughs> yeah. because the necklace never lands in their earrings and yeah. it's a monocle and now it's an eye patch. And then it's an and eye infection and it's I'm just... It. So yeah. if mm. you... The, can I do that? Yeah. I can you? Yeah. You tell me. Can you? I don't. I don't. I've have never had a can. successful result no. <laughs> from it. No. This is just a Jackson no. Pollock painting. Yeah. No one's bidding on. It. Yeah. So, just <laughs> you practice on your own time, yeah. and then we'll talk about. Yeah. You doing this? Yeah. yeah. You tell me. <laughs> Monster. Um, <laughs> I'm obsessed with you. I'm so, I hope that everyone that are fans of yours, I hope I got asked everything. I tried to ask nothing that other people kind of asked on other shows. No, I feel like we talked about a lot of different stuff than usually. So that was really fun. I just think about you and I just think Mm -hmm. like, like endless wisdom. And (laughs) I just wanted to be able to like suck it out of you and be a vampire and hopefully, um, uh, you know, give people like these awesome (laughs) tools that you have without even sort of actively trying to have them just by, being honest with yourself. Thank you. I mean, I, 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 I would say the same about you. I mean, you get awkward. You, you can't Yeah. You no, I mean, no but you have a lot of wisdom agreed. and a lot of good advice. And I love that you're so vulnerable and honest and just like whatever's on your mind, you say it. And I love that. You're not trying to censor yourself. It's great. I Speaking do try. Truth. Speaking I, truth. I do try, yeah. but that's still the feedback I get. <laughs> You're like, you don't sense yourself. I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> if you only knew. What does it no. say about me? <laughs> I love when people are like, You're so unapologetic. I'm like, Do I owe you an apology? <laughs> <laughs> like, every time someone gives me a compliment, it's always like that. People are like, You don't even care what people think. I'm like, Yeah, I do. You're like, I totally do. People are like, yeah, yeah, you know what? You know what I love about you? You're not shallow. You don't even care what you look like. <laughs> you don't care that people hate you. Yeah, I'm always but, like, and, Oh, um, okay. <laughs> That news. Look, they're just jealous. You're handling this so well. Handling you know, what? I feel like I get that a lot sometimes. They're like, it's so great because you don't really care like what you look like or like you don't you don't care like if people don't like like what you say or like that you're too much. I'm like, is this what people feel? I thought that I was having a you know. Yeah, I thought people liked me. Uh, yeah. This is when someone delivers the news yeah. when they're trying to console you. Yeah. You're like, um, did not know yeah. that, but yeah. thank you so much. Oh, God, I could never do what you do. Like implying, like, ah, oh, you just put it all out there. You're so brave. I yeah. am? Why? Why am I brave? You just go on TV without makeup. Look at you. Just setting I, a good example. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you're so fearless. I'm like, what should I be afraid of? Yeah. What am I missing? Yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of that. But you know what? It's the, it's the, it's the illest <laughs> yeah. place to be. Yeah. It's the illest place yeah, to be. I think so. I'm, I'm obsessed with yeah. you. I'm inspired. It, it, it's very rare that I'm like, that bitch has balls. Like, it's very rare that I see something where I'm like, that would scare me. And it makes me want to be <laughs> yes. more fearless. So that that's sick. Um, I'm actually going to listen back to this podcast. Like, I want to hear it. I dissociated yeah. a little bit, but I'm excited mm-hmm. to, like, listen back to it. You're just such a, a beacon. You're just such I'm a ray of light. I'm excited to hear it, too. I feel like we got a lot of, we got really into... The like um, usually I feel like when I when I talk about my music and everything, it gets very much into like um, just talking about other uh, artists that I've written with, and like kind of trying to you know, get more about could not be more about less them, interested. But, but getting so into the why emotions 
is everything, <laughs> you know, that just like, I love talking about that. So I'm just so you. excited mm. to see you make a sick next piece yes. happy and in love. Mm. Because I, I, there is a little voice in my head that's like, God, I hope this marriage crashes and burns <laughs> so we get a sick album. <laughs> Lemonade was a very good album. <laughs> but, uh, but, but I'm, I'm so excited because you're inspiring me to go like, we can leave the darkness behind. We can accept the gifts that we deserve mm. and that we work so hard for and still be great artists. Yeah, and I, th I think that's so possible. And also the darkness is like, I can tap into that and I, I like listen to my fears. I try not to run too much from them. I like get, it's all about being, I think when you let yourself be vulnerable, the, the darkness can come in without being so destructive and I can use it for my creativity still. Yes. And I think that's like a nice place to be. You, can give, it like a I voice, can, you give it a seat at the table mm -hmm. without letting it run your life. Yes. Do you want that? Do you want to take that? I'm taking that. Do you want to use Thanks. it? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that is my favorite thing to do to like musicians because yeah. whenever, as a comedian, whenever someone will like come up and tell First you the First line of the next song. They'll tell you the most boring story ever and then they're like, you can have that. <laughs> like, can I? Oh, thank, thank you. you. That's going to be I my new opener. Hoping, yes, I already wrote it down. <laughs> I was going to saying the dumbest thing and being like, you can have that. Take that one. Put that in your back pocket. Cool. Like it's sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I love you guys. Do not ride elephants. Um, you're welcome. How do you say don't ride elephants in Swedish? Rid inte på elefanter. So do you think... That's Swedish. <laughs> I love you guys. Don't ride elephants. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Talk thank you. Love. Thank you so much for having me. You're a dream. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get a creamy Oreo frappe or McCafe smoothie for less with 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only on the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.